1: Hi! Nice. we've missed you. This is Kim and Kat. Stay Alive Maybe. We are a horror movie comedy podcast, and we do bring you the entirety of a movie, step-by-step, step, spoilers and all, and play a game to stay alive. And we have one of those for you this week. Uh, but before that, we normally spend 20 or 30 minutes talking to you guys about our lives and what's going on with us. And uh, we don't think we're the voices that you should be listening to right now for that. Uh, So in lieu of us going into our personal lives, we have some voices that have impacted Kim and I this week that we would like to share with you personally. Uh, So there's an article I read years ago when I was confronted with my white privilege and it really helped me. It's called How to Explain White Privilege to a Broke White Person. I will share a link. Uh, a documentary that is currently streaming on Netflix uh, is Ava DuVernay's 13th. It's a documentary that I've watched three times, and every single time I watch it, I learn something new. The Daily Show Instagram, there is an IGTV of Trevor Noah, um, also Kimberly Jones, and they both give perfect summations of what, is th- what this is all about. And finally, uh, there is a video of John Oliver, Um, We know that he is a white voice, but he does an amazing job of uh, helping all of us to understand what is going on and specifically what defunding the police means. And then he does exactly what he should do, and he turns the mic over to a black woman at the end. Uh, So we will also share a link to that. So we know that people listen um, to our podcast to laugh. And, um, we do have a, an episode that we recorded a couple weeks ago and we do want to bring that to you. And we do, um, hope that it is, it is what it is. It is. Uh, <laughs> I hope <laughs> it helps. Um, yeah. So hashtag defend the police, black lives matter, fuck white supremacy. And before we do that, I want to share one quote from you, uh, uh one quote to you, um, from Sonia Gupta. (sighs) Unlearning white supremacy is an Instagrammable. It's deeply personal, existential, and difficult work. It often feels horrible. It will make you cry. You might become depressed. It can be very lonely and isolating. It will shatter your ego and your belief system. Do it anyway. Proud members of the Podbelly Network.
0: What's your favorite scary Oh, come on, you know I don't watch that shit. Why not? Too scared? No. No, it's just, what's the point? They're all the same. Some stupid killer stalking some
1: big-breasted girl who can't act, who's always running up the stairs when she should be going out the front door. It's insulting. Do you want to hear about a movie that I did? I really do. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Because it looks like horror Harry Potter, which, like, couldn't be more Ketrin. Like, if I could put Ketrin into a bullseye, it would be horror Harry Potter. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. So I, okay, I think I'm slightly lactose intolerant. I'm going somewhere (laughs) with this. (laughs) That's not where I thought this was going to go, but I'm... I'm it's gonna you. take me it's down gonna the path. Wrap, It's gonna wrap back around. Okay. take me down the path. I'm on the road with you. I'm on your donkey. Great. So there are times, a lot of times during quarantine, where <laughs> I've said, "I am going to eat this pint of ice cream in sure. one sitting." Sure. Afterwards, I'm going to feel like there is a brick made of gas inside of my very abdomen that is ready to explode in pain and horror at any moment I eat that pint of ice cream knowing full well that that's going to happen but I still eat that ice cream right I googled horror comedy uh some other word because uh, I was like, I need something light, I need something silly. I need I need some some, you know, horror ice cream. Right. I was looking for dairy free vegan horror ice cream. right They were they were out. Okay. What they showed me was my very favorite flavor, horror Harry Potter. Right. Now I then looked at the ingredients to that and I said,, right. mm, my favorite ingredients, Mar- Michael Sheen. And beautiful British countryside and British kids in uniforms and British accents. Come on. Come on. Well, then I looked down at like, you know, the sugar content, all that stuff we don't really want to read. And it said (laughs) 37% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh Uh-oh. It said, you know, the first sentence of uh, various reviews. Trying desperately to be something that it egregiously fails at, and I said, <laughs> "But you know what? I'm still gonna eat this pint of ice cream." <laughs> and so, what I'm telling you right now is, do you think I have a big, gianty, for brick in my stomach of pain? Yeah, that's that's what happened to me. But here we go, nonetheless. Everybody, are you ready to hear the tale of? slaughterhouse rules I fucking am man okay now you're immediately going to hate it because I actually had to cross out characters because there were too many dead or (sighs) alive great so I tried Burns I tried to help you out (laughs) uh here we go Wallace alive Willoughby alive Cleggy. Matthew Clegg, but he goes by Cleggie. Uh, Peggy, who is not my mother, but is Simon Pegg. And his name is actually Meredith in it, but I call him Peggy the entire time. (laughs) Alive. (laughs) Uh, The Bat, otherwise known as the Headmaster. Uh, Dead. Played by Martin Sheen. Uh, Clemsy, short for Clemency. She's the lovely, most popular blonde girl in school. Dead. K, also a girl. Alive. Hargreaves. They're alive. Wooten. Mm, alive. <laughs> yeah, good, good, bad. Face. I don't know what your face is saying <laughs> there were nine do you Petron, want to know what you got Petron has a face no oh, what eight shut the fuck up yeah oh, you got eight out of God. nine can Listen. you fucking believe that all I'm saying is, you might have a fucking brick of cheese in your stomach, uh-huh. but I am flying high. Girl. I'm cheese high. You are Give me on that a dairy wow. high. You are on a full blown cheese high, for sure. <laughs> uh, okay. Slaughterhouse rules. Uh,. First thing i wrote was this was one of the media companies that produced this was Catalyst Global Media and all i could think about was Catalyst class catalyst in theater. college yeah. and i had uh horrible <laughs> flashbacks Flashback. maybe we'll tell you all about catalyst sometimes uh we can talk about it in our postmortem that's true we can it, it requires a postmortem it requires a, yeah. yeah it was well, like a social commentary theater class where we had to write all our own skits yeah and stuff. But it was also run by a full blown psychopath. <laughs> so <laughs> we'll go ahead and uh, we'll, we'll post mortem Catalyst from Townsend. You can, you can join Waters our Patreon for some of those uh, stories that broke people. Ooh, my, my, my. Here we go. Okay, so Catalyst Global Media presents Slaughterhouse Rules. We hear British trumpets. And we see one of those video brochures for a lovely British boarding school called Slaughterhouse, established 1770. Hoity-toity promo video for Slaughterhouse Academy. We then see that it kind of pans out, and it was a kid watching the video on a laptop. And he's like, why, why are you showing this to me, Mom? Like, he doesn't understand. And she's like, a spot just opened up she's like i drove six hours there and six hours back to like talk to the headmaster personally she's like it's a great school she's like you need a change she's like you're depressed like your friends suck Mm -hmm. and like right at that moment one of his friends comes in and opens the fridge drinks all of the milk burps and then is like you're out of milk mrs Wallace." and she's like (laughs) see you got you gotta get out of here bud and um she's like you don't get up till midday and uh to which i wrote what about real school like doesn't he have school just not at this prestigious british boarding academy like why is he sleeping till seems like there may be a failure in your parenting mom because this he also needs to go to real school um so he's super reluctant but like he's looking through the brochure and it's just the most gorgeous beautiful British countryside academy that I want to live in forever uh it was everything I wanted it to be it was that first couple bites of ice cream I just feel concerned that it's called slaughterhouse like how is that well there's actually because it it's in the town of slaughter so like it actually is a town there Mm -hmm. I believe there's a real town in England called slaughter upper slaughter Well, are you we'll making that up that is <laughs> Poss- possibly making that up? Yes, for sure. <laughs> is that uh, just your Ben and Jerry's ice cream flavor that you're deciding? It it might be, and I just put PM next to it for post mortem because I do want to know. I just feel like sometimes England has again. like insane town names, like really fucking weird town names. But maybe I'm making it up. Who knows? So, uh. Looking through the brochure, we see a couple weird things. So, like, first we see, obviously, he flips to a page where there's, like, a gorgeous blonde girl on it, which, like, peaks his boner. Of course. You know, and he's like, maybe this place won't be so bad. Then mm. he flips to the next page, and there's, like, a student in, like, a military uniform. And he's like, they've got their own fucking army. And she's like, it's a cadet base. So I guess it's more, like, kind of, like, kind of like the British ROTC in a way where it's like you know it's not the military but like they're doing military-esque things and training um but like they're holding a gun like they're holding a weapon so it's I don't know I don't know how England does it but but, uh, I feel like ROTC does that well that's what I don't know like I only ever saw ROTC kids like in their wet in their wet in their gray sweatsuit <laughs> running around campus at 5 a.m when I was coming home from a party at 5 a.m so oh but I feel like in like their you know fancy pictures when they're in like uniform and stuff they're usually like holding a gun uh, like a rifle or something okay then I maybe that might be making that up but it feels that like that we'll post more on that too great we got it yeah go. already <laughs> we are in minute two and <laughs> these are all of the things we're post <laughs> So he's still super reluctant, gorgeous in every way, lots of money. You can tell all the kids there have lots of money. And his mom is like, you know, you've got to work hard like your dad. And he's like, dad dropped out of school at 16. And she's like, yeah, because he didn't have opportunities like this. But, like, this is an opportunity that your father has worked really hard for you to have. And he's like, Mom, I love you to bits. And, like, it sounds like he's about to say but, but she just, like, stops him. And she's like, oh, great. You agreed. It's settled. Great. (laughs) And then she, like, holds up a tie, like, his uniform tie, and says, let's go get your dad and take a picture. So she's like, okay, you know, here's dad. She comes back in with an urn. Oh, no. Yeah. So I'm not entirely sure (sighs) what the situation was, but, like, he definitely is no longer with us. Uh, she makes his stupid idiot friend take a picture of them. And then it's sort of like, we see like the emblem of the school and it's like straight up Hogwarts. Like at this point I'm like, okay, this is not a coincidence. Like there's so many Hogwardian type of references. Like even the tie is like Gryffindor colors. Like it's, yeah. So they were definitely going for something here. Like even their poster, like, like it just looked like Harry Potter. They, they were they were going for something. No question. They were selling me some delicious chocolate with peanut butter swirls full dairy ice cream. <laughs> they were. They really were. Yeah. Uh, so cut to first day of school. And I wrote straight up Hogwarts with prefects and everything. And we learned that Simon Pegg is a professor. His name is Meredith something or other, but I call him Peggy the whole time. And uh, his mom is like walking him in, walking him, you know, into the Coliseum of a school. And she's like, The worst is over. We hit bottom. Now you're going to school in a bloody palace. And like, we can tell that like, this is something that she says to him a lot of like, The worst is over. Like, it can, you've hit rock bottom, which means you can only go up from here, Mm -hmm. which is something that that's one of my. I always say I'm from the church of rock bottom that you can make amazing things happen when you've hit rock bottom. So, uh, which is also something that JK Rowling says. Hmm. So cut to another kid in a dorm room. Uh, and he has this like bejeweled box that he's holding and there's like brown powder in it. And he fucking snorts a bunch of it. And is like, okay, you! Yeah. Wow. Here we go. And I was confused for the majority of the film, but I found it out at the end. So I'll just tell you. I was like, brown Coke? Like, what is happening? Is British Coke brown? I was so confused. (laughs) It's snuff. Do you know what snuff is? Is that tobacco? It's straight up tobacco. You're just snorting tobacco. Did you even know that was like, I, I did not know that was a thing, but it makes sense. Like, of course it would like get you real high, real quick. I don't know that I've heard of snorting tobacco. Yeah. I guess snuff in and of itself is the snort version of tobacco. Wacky tobacco. But it ain't that the truth. Um, (laughs) But then that also makes sense because like at one point he like offers his professor like some snuff. And I'm like, right. what the fuck is this school? Like what allowed. is happening? Right. Um. Okay. So we're in the dorm room, and like at this point, it's just like bunch of kids mulling about, milling, milling around, just like bells ringing. Get your, get your books here. You know, put your uniform on. Cheerio. Pip, pip. But, cheerio. We're in, we're in like today's time, right? For sure. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, at one point, uh, a kid like knocks on Snuff Boy's window. And, like, hands him a rifle and is, like, can you hide this for me? And I'm, like, <laughs> where the are we? What is happening? <laughs> what is in this fucking ice cream? Like, what is <laughs> happening? Um, kid hands him a rifle. Kids around campus. There's uh, a couple of kids that are kissing, like, while looking at their phones over each other's shoulder. Oh boy. Um, they The kids literally, like bring trunks to school as opposed to suitcases like it's just everything I want for my life just trunks and (laughs) England and British accents and so like a couple of kids like throw a trunk down the stairs and it kind of like goes back that goes goes past this like really creepy monstrous lady who's just like (sighs) what and I'm like what this school even has ghouls like what is going on Uh, yeah and so uh, they throw the trunk down the stairs and uh the another the gun kid the kid that like put the gun into the window opens the trunk and there's like a child inside (laughs) that like some other kids (laughs) threw down the stairs and i just wrote where are the british manners these kids (laughs) are assholes and uh okay i guess teenagers are assholes Everywhere. In every part of the country. I had. World. (laughs) Yeah. I had no idea. Like, I just thought British people were always British from from the British of the British starts. I was wrong. So now we meet Simon Pegg. Simon Pegg comes into Snuff Kid's room. And he's like, Willoughby, your new roommate, Wallace. Wallace, this is your study. Welcome. You know, blah, blah, blah. So we learn that Snuff Kid's name is Willoughby. Uh, And Wallace is our new kid, so they will now be referred to as Will and Wall, um, (laughs) if if I say that. From the window to the wall. (laughs) Mm -mm 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 -mm. So uh, Will is like, welcome to hell, bit of snuff, and Wallace (laughs) is like, no, no, and everybody laughs uncomfortably, and uh, Peg says, uh, Will is part of a long line of Sparta. We don't know what Sparta is yet, uh, that have left their mark. And then we literally see that there's, like, hash marks on the wall. And uh, mom sees, Wall's mom sees a name carved into into the door. And she's like, Viscount Seymour? Is he here? Viscount also is spelled discount but with a V, but it's pronounced Viscount. So I was like, is that a first name or a title? Right. Well, guess we're postmorteming oh. that as well. Oh, was that a question to me? I don't know the answer to that. You're you're the one who claims to be a British scientist. A British scientist? I know I didn't learn that yet in my studies. Uh, okay. So we'll find out. If it's so a sh- title, I guess those aren't the guys I'm fucking. Right. True. <laughs> true. The 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 ones with the title are more up my alley. Uh, I'm I'm down more with like the Essex boys. <laughs> Mate. Uh, so uh at this point peg is like no uh he's left unfortunately and then he like turns to will and he's like damn it i thought i thought i'd give you all this clear Seymour stuff like he's definitely was like supposed to like make it look like viscount seymour was never there and uh he excuses himself peg does and he's like excuse me I need to have a word with the matron and we learned that the matron is basically, like, the school nurse. And, like, she was the ghoul on the stairs. Okay. Um, just a very... Did you ever watch Broad City? Uh, Yeah, but not consistently. Okay. There was this, like, gross old ghoul of a woman whose name was not Carol, but Garel. <laughs> and all she ate was, like, out of vats of plain yogurt oh, like girl. she kind of is like a real girl if you will oh. so i'm just a ghoul of a person so peg leaves and either will either wall or mom are like why did he leave and will is like i'm not at liberty to say you'll find out soon enough mom leaves uh then will picks up the shotgun that the kid gave him through the window and just like shoots a picture on a wall like as target practice, like they're oh, just God. firing. Sure. Okay, what? What the fuck's happening? They're just fi- so. Here's 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 what I'm getting here. It's really interesting because I told you I'm rewatching The Wire, and I'm on the season where like it basically takes place in schools, and like you see these kids that are just like lacking so much discipline, and it comes from a place of like the amount of stress they have to deal with, be- being that they're just living in poverty, living in these incredibly stressful situations that like discipline within a school is difficult for them. These kids are the opposite. They have so much fucking money and so much fucking privilege that like discipline is like a non-entity to them. Like it doesn't mean anything. Right. 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 So, Mm. uh, let's see. Reminds me of someone. Who? Me? What? Oh, oh our our president yeah got it got it cool 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 cool. join me for my other podcast things that make me want to jump out a window it's just (laughs) a it's just a donald trump podcast that's all it is uh so he shoots the pic of some boy on the wall and then he's like here you are two years sticking a box with me mate um so This new roommate is clearly, like, not into the grandeur of Slaughterhouse Academy. Okay. Cut to an assembly. Uh, All of the kids are going to, like, one big meeting hall. uh, And mom is, like, walking along with Wallace with him. And – oh, no, I'm sorry. He's walking alone. I apologize. He's walking alone. But in his head, we hear his mom's voice just being, like – You do belong here. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. And, like, just kind of trying to, like, make himself believe that he belongs there. Uh, He walks up to, like, an expansive great hall. And all of the kids are just kind of, like, standing around in the center. And he sees the girl from the brochure. And he's, like, the girl that he thought was really hot. Oh. Oh. Right? At that point, something, like, falls out of her notebook, so he goes over to, like, pick it up and give it to her, and it's, like, a naked picture that she drew, like, of a woman, like, from an art class, and he picks it up and hands it back to her, and uh, he's like, one of your selfies, and (laughs) she doesn't laugh, and she just looks at him, and she says, I don't think you belong here, and he's like, (gasps) "Rude." She goes, No. I don't think you belong here. This is the girls' house. And he's like, uh, "Oh, right right, uh, right, 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 right." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she says this is the newest house, Andromeda. It's only girls. So that's where we learn that like previously, obviously girls didn't go to this school. So they have a whole house that's just for girls. Over there is Xenophon. That's for the brains and scholars. And, like, as we pan around, we, like, see the group of kids. So it's, like, we see all the girls. Then we see the group of kids that are the brains and scholars, and they're, like, playing chess. And then Olympus. Does that mean that the other ones are just boys or the other ones are combinations? Just boys. Okay. Yeah. So it's basically, like, they had three houses probably, and then they were, like, we accept girls now. And they're, like, okay, great. We'll just put all the girls Into one one. house because that's their dominant character trait is that they are of the female persuasion. No other differentiation between them. No other differentiation at all. So uh, Xenophon is for brains and scholars. Then we pan over to Olympus, which is for? Can Uh, you guess? Olympus for gods and goddesses. Close. Jocks. That's for the, yeah, like the the sportsman then we get to Sparta which someone has changed the sign to read Farta (laughs) and the kid holding it is like picking his nose and they just like all look like hoodlums like they're just like disaster children and his and uh, Wall's roommate like waves him over and she's like I think that's you and he like walks over he's like cool 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 made a great first impression So now we cut to a blonde kid who uh, just straight up looks like Draco Malfoy. Just straight up Draco Malfoy. Uh, His name is Matthew Clegg. And he walks up to Wallace and he's like, what are you doing? Talking to an upper sixth. You don't look at upper sixth, let alone speak to them. I don't know what upper sixth is. Already wrote PM. So... (laughs) (laughs) so he's like keep your eyes on the floor and stand with your house we learn that his name is Matthew Clegg uh his roomie come comes over and he's like you've upset Cleggy. that's not good comes from a long line of war criminals and I'm like what is this school (laughs) a long line of war criminals of straight up war criminals at this point we see Caspar de Brunis, who is the head of school, who is not the headmaster. Head of school is an actual student boy who's the head of the school, like the head boy, the chief prefect, the, uh, okay, something okay. like that. Right. And he is the one who says bathing in the lakes and the woods are completely out of bounds to all those who do not wish to suffer a slow and painful death. All the kids chuckle because that is verbatim what Dumbledore says in the first book of Harry Potter when he tells kids not to go into the Forbidden Forest. So they're just straight up spoon feeding me Harry Potter at this point.
0: Yeah, I mean, this just sounds like your delight.
1: <sighs> um, I know. So, uh, okay, he said bathing in the lakes. Bathing in the lakes. Forbidden. And going into the woods. His syntax was a oh. little off, but basically he's saying, like, there's a big lake, you can't bathe in it, and you also can't go into, go the, woods. into the woods. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. So now we cut to a POV of the woods, and uh we see that it's Simon Pegg taking a jog through the Forbidden Woods, listening to a voicemail in his earbuds, and it's basically like a woman giving him words of encouragement for his first day of school. Like just being like, you're Mm going to do great. Like you belong there. This is your life. Like I'm, you know, I'm there with you in spirit, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Cut back to the hall and we hear silence. And here comes Michael Sheen. And this is where, uh, Willoughby is like, this is the bat. And he stands up on a little pedestal and, like, swings the arms of his robe around so he looks like a bat. And he's like, welcome, boys. Oh, and girls. Because, like, maybe it's, like, you know, he's not used to it. And he says, when I arrived last year, I promised to shake things up and make our school great again. Yup. Just going to leave that there. It was intentional. This was made in 2018. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, And he says, a family of proud slaughterians. I once went here. Those who would like to see us fail, there lies gossip and envy. But I say, bring it on, Percades Ad Astra. Through slaughter to immortality. What, sir? That's (laughs) your school motto? what those <laughs> i don't know what the lesson is in any of those words once put together so then they say then he says three cheers for the head hip hip hooray hip hip hooray hip hip hooray you did it nice work Thank you. uh okay So now we cut back to Simon Pegg crying in the woods, listening to the encouraging voicemail over again. And he's just like, (laughs) like he's super stressed. All of a sudden we hear a full blown explosion and he looks up and over the trees, it appears to be this giant structure, this giant scaffolding tower, this, you know, some sort of industrial like thing in the middle of the woods that's like exuding green smoke yeah and he's like what the fuck so now we cut back to the the hall where they're all congregating and a whole bunch of british hippies bust into the hall and they're like warning of just be just be with me just strap in okay i'm just having a hard time putting british hippies Oh yeah.
0: In my they, brain.
1: they look exactly the same as American hippies, but with British accents. British accents. Wow. Wow. Yep. Wow. Yep. wow. Wow. This is exciting. Yeah. So uh they, they bust, bust in, in to the and
0: hall. They're, to the
1: hall. Yeah. Okay. And they're yelling about toxic gas and calling it a frack attack. And yeah, uh-huh. they're like, tell us what's really going on in the woods, Edmaster. And they're like passing out flyers saying that fracking is happening. And the head hippie gets in a prefect's face to be like, yo, this is bad. Uh, And it's like, I don't have to take any of your bullshit. At this point, Cleggie slash Draco Malfoy stops him and breaks his hand. Fuck right right there. Jesus fucking Christ. And like ushers him out of the hall. And being like, "How dare you assault a prefect?" And I just wrote, "I guess assault is cool." Like the fucking headmaster is standing right there as, like, one of his head boys just like cracks all the bones in a protester's hand. I mean, I guess they were, tra- I guess they were trespassing, so they're like, it was self defense or some shit like that. I don't know. It was all a very dicey situation. <laughs> Sounds like it. So. This is where Michael Sheen, the Bat, says our enemies, as you can see, are on the doorstep. So it's him being like it's us against them. <sighs> so <laughs>
0: oh,
1: no. I, I'm already starting oh, to feel no. a few, starting to feel a few cramps, <laughs> a few ice cream cramps. Get a little bit of a fart. Yep. Yep. Got a little bit of a fart going. So (laughs) we uh, cut back to the woods with Simon Pegg and a bunch of ominous, like ominous scientists, like come out of the area of the woods where the tower was. And they're like smoking and they've got like red gloves on, like red plastic gloves. And Simon Pegg is like, I just didn't know it was going to be so close. And the scientists are like, the woods are off bounds. And he's like, I knew there would be fracking. I just didn't know it would be so big. And they tell Peggy to, like, run off. Like, they're like, get out of here. So cut back to the great hall. And we hear straight up torture screaming from the other room. Jesus. Jesus. And as this is happening, Michael Sheen is like, energy production is contentious, but fracking is the future. And thanks to the abundance of shale underneath us, we can finally build our dry ski slope and our prefect spa. What the fuck? Yeah, we'll get a little rumbly in my tumbly. Um, So now Draco comes back in, Cleggy comes back in, and he's just got a bit of blood. On him, just wiping his hands off a bit, uh and and I wrote, he's not not hot.
0: There, I mean,
1: that's Draco. For you. There's something happening there. Ooh, what did you do with rolling up those sleeves three quarters so I can see your muscular forearms that just crushed all the hands in a man's <laughs> bones in a man's <laughs> hands. Hey, um, hey there. And at this point, he's like wiping blood off his face. All the kids like turn back to him, and he quotes fucking Caligula do you know okay. you know Caligula yes I uh, vaguely oh honey child this is gonna be a fun one two post mortem aren't I think we might just need an entire post-mortem episode it's gonna be this, be this. <laughs> yeah I uh, like it oh my so he quotes Caligula Who is one of the most disgustingly abhorrent human beings to ever be on the planet, let alone rule a large group of people. He was a Roman emperor. Truly terrible person. And he says, to quote Caligula, let them hate so long as they fear us. Oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my tummy. All I wanted was some Harry Potter horror. My little tum-tum. Yeah. So, okay. Let's see. Great. Let them hear. Great. Great. Yep. 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 Great great, great. thing to teach our impressionable, wealthy youth. It's going great. So Sheen, Michael Sheen, the bat, seems fine with this. Like, he's just kind of like, meh. Okay. And I wrote, it seems like this kid is the boss because of his parents, which is, like, very – very common in private schools. Like we even had a little bit of that in our private school. Obviously it wasn't as like egregious as this, but it's definitely like when parents are paying 30, 40, $50,000 in yearly tuition, you know, you don't want to lose that income. So you let a lot of things slide and it's super mm-hmm. fucked up. Mm-hmm. So what, what house is he in? Uh, I believe he's like, the I believe he's like the head of Sparta, so it's like even though Sparta's like a bunch of like miscreants, he's like the head of it, like okay. in tr- you know what I mean. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. so like above the fray, if you will. So or he could be in it's it's unclear, but he's the head of the school, or he's he's up there, and um, so now we cut to. Oh, this is where we see. Will look at Cleggy like really angrily and we get a flashback to when he shot the shotgun in his room and we realize the picture he was shooting was Cleggy's face. Oh, so he that was using his old roommate, not his old roommate. It, but it's someone that like, cause his old roommate was Viscount Seymour. Uh, oh. but the Cleggy's picture is up there and he uses oh, his picture for, target, for practice. target practice. Yeah. Okay. So, at it okay cut to a breaking up of the assembly and kids are like running back to their dorm rooms and we see that they're running past a bathroom that has a noose made out of a tie hanging from the ceiling and on the wall written in red it says lest we forget what is happening yeah. What just the fuck are you talking about, Ketrin? I just wanted some fucking ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you punching me in my bloated gut right I now? I don't know. All right. But there are also, here's what's weird. Like, these are the themes that are coming up, but then like, there's also musical cues and ways that certain things are shot that tell me I'm supposed to be laughing.
0: Right, 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 right,
1: right. And, and I don't understand I I, I don't understand the cues I don't see any (laughs) I don't understand what you're trying to tell me to do so we cut to a breaking up of oh we already did that cut to a lion statue like just you know stone lion statue ominous music Peggy is now walking up the stairs at the front of the school like the big giant like up to the entrance of the school staircase and he walks past the bat who's coming the opposite direction. And the bat is like, didn't you get my notes about no go areas being like, I just heard you were in the woods. What the fuck? And Peggy is like, oh, yeah, I'm sorry about that. Like, you know, my prefects have all been instructed and all that. Like, I, you know, I just didn't realize. So sorry. And the bat is like, wouldn't want them slipping off to the old haunts for siggies and tongue sandwiches. And I was like, "Siggies and what? <laughs> I'll take a Siggy and tongue sandwich. Siggy and tongue, but like for a while, like you got I'm that way in. quicker than I did. I was going tongue sandwiches. <laughs> do they eat a lot of tongue sandwiches? No. They mean, they mean makey outy. That's do. what they mean. Okay. That's that took me mean. took me way too long. It's been, it's, you know, it's, it's been a minute since I've had a, 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 a secret Tongue sandwich, I guess. Sure. Uh, I mean, right. me too, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> we're, we're all we're all craving a little tongue sandwich to go with our ice cream. Tell me about it. I, oof. <laughs> oof. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and he's like, "But how are you? You seem distraught taking Audrey to the airport." And uh, Peggy's like, "Yes, yes, she was a loss, uh, you know, for the school because." He's British. Nobody can, like, talk about their real feelings. Sure. And um, the bat is like, you had an office romance. These things can't last. Only one still going strong is me and Mr. Chips here. And we look down and we see that Mr. Chips is his dog. And he's like, isn't that right, Chippy? And then they, like, (laughs) bark at each other. (laughs) It was actually really cute. And I was just like, I love you so much, Michael Sheen. Like, I just... Because despite the like gas brick in my stomach and the uncomfortable situation I find myself in, I still was just like I could watch Michael Sheen read the fucking He's phone delightful. book. Delightful, like a I delight. I just love him so much. So, oh my god. Side note: what? I'll wait till we come to a stopping point. I had my own Mandela effect that I was just reminded of. Okay. Tell me.
0: This is a stopping point. Tell me now.
1: Okay. This is a stopping point. Okay. So I love Adam Scott. Okay. Great. I can kind of track my love for him. I think it started when like uh, they put Party Down on Hulu or something. This was several years ago. Uh And then, and then after that, Eric and I got into Parks and Rec where I fell in love with him in a new way. And then I watched him in, uh, fucking, uh, Big Little Lies. At that point, I was like, now I'm seeking out Adam Scott. Like I love him. I've now seen him in three different iterations and I just love him. Right. So here's my Mandela effect. I am talking about how much i love adam scott because we kind of started we put on party down again and eric goes i have a confession to make and i said what and he said do you know how adam scott's character ben feels about the horse little sebastian in parks and rec where he just doesn't really get what the big deal is and why everybody else like is obsessed with this little horse and i said yes and he goes adam scott is my little Sebastian I just don't really get it okay and I was like you don't get it like what are you talking about like he's amazing and he goes are you sure this doesn't have anything to do about how you tried to hit on him that one time in a bar and I went oh my god I did try to hit on Adam Scott in a bar and I did tell you that it completely left my mind For the past, like, seven years Uh that I just did not, all of these times that I was watching Adam Scott, at no point was I remembering that I unsuccessfully tried to bone him. Do you recall this? Uh, I do, but I, I would say that the, it's, it's, I don't, I see that as less of a Mandela effect because you do recall it. Um, and also the reason for you not recalling it would be due to extreme intoxication and not, um, a different dimension. This right. My reaction, my immediate reaction to this. Though I do um, feel that I have drunk myself into different dimensions before. Sure. I sure. mean, Sure. but I Who feel hasn't? like Mandela effect would be meaning like you don't remember that at all or something like in Eric's reality that's, it happened but in your reality it didn't but you do remember it right that's true it was just that it like it left it, yeah it, le- it left my mind completely 100 percent. yeah I, and I then, would say that's a little more due to uh being a drunk cool 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 <laughs> which is yep that sounds about right thanks for helping me suss that out honestly no problem I'm that here really for helped. you girl yeah that really I can figure out <laughs> all right back back to that ice something else happened that last that night though i only remember trying to get adam scott to come home with me and failing so miserably that it's funny to even me something else happened that night and i it was it was definitely at the cha-cha lounge it was the cha-cha lounge i mean it was a thousand years ago one thousand but like that wasn't even only the the thing that night but i can't remember Post- we in. once- <laughs> we'll post mortem once. We'll post mortem what happened at Cha Cha Lounge that <laughs> one night many years ago. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> we're going to search our, our brain databases <laughs> yeah. underneath the cobwebs of alcohol. Ooh. Ah. Ooh, boop, boop, real syrupy in here. Boop, oh my boop, God. Boop, 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 boop. I can't fucking wait. Um, I'll, put, I'll put sleep Kim on it. See what she see what she recalls. Please do. I'd really like to know more about that night uh, <laughs> that I that I attended and was at. Uh, so Adam Scott not in this movie. Uh, not anyway, this movie. Moving yeah. on. <laughs> not in this movie at all. Why did that even come up? up? Why? Did... Because I love Michael Sheen in a similar way. Oh, I think fair, that's what it fair, is. Fair, that fair. I love Michael okay. Sheen in a similar way. So in my head, Eric had said, "I don't get what it is about Michael Sheen." He didn't. He said, I don't get what it is about Adam Scott. And then, okay, you guys were there. You heard where it went yeah, from there. You're just you're just <laughs> explaining what it just happened that they all heard. Yep, there we go. Okay, back to my bowl of poisonous ice cream. Okay. So <laughs> now we cut to a camera soaring over the lake and the beautiful grounds. And – uh. Then we cut to the gross fracking station. So it's definitely like a dichotomous uh, scene of peace and then total destruction of Mother Earth. Got it. So we go into the fracking station, into the like fracking office place. And the two frack holes are like some sort of underground cave system. And they're like, no wonder a sinkhole appeared. So clearly there's, like, a sinkhole that appeared somewhere. And he's like, we hit the mother load. And he's like, then we see. So so they're, like, really excited. Like, they're like, because of the underground cave system and the sinkhole, that leads me to believe scientifically that there's lots of fossil fuels to be fracked. I don't know. I don't know fracking science. Great. So, but at this point, they then have one of those radar things you know where the thing like goes around in a circle like Mm -hmm, this mm -hmm. and then like if something's there yes exactly yeah so it's going around in that circle and when they come to here there's like these red dots that keep appearing like right here okay and so one of them sees this and says there's something down there uh oh kim question number one What do they do, and what do you do? Um, So they're like basically getting ready to pump, whatever the fuck they pump, but then they see the these little like unexplained heat sources down there. Able to like go down there as a person? I don't know. you have you have equipment you could go down there as a person but like you have all things at your disposal I'm gonna send my little Mars rover down there and uh fucking video camera robot what's happening okay and what do they do um hmm I'm going to say they either do the same or they're just like, fuck it. Let's do it anyway. Uh, But I don't know them quite yet. So um, maybe they do the same hand in hand. Ketrin's uh, having a ding situation. There you go. That was a single bicycle bell for you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, investigate something. Do anything. Take a look. Why do you have this heat sensor radar if you're just going to ignore the information on it? I don't know. But what they do is they say, I'm sure it's just moles. Pump it will. Damn it. Cool. So now you know them. Now you have some information about what pieces of Figured are. it out. So – Now we cut to Peggy in his room talking on video phone, much like you and I are, to Margot fucking Robbie. Oh, interesting. She is on. She definitely did this as a favor to someone because this was 2018 that this came out. She was like full blown, like top tier Hollywood star by this point. And um, she is on a Zoom, and she's, like, in a tent, like, as a doctor, like, a Doctors Without Borders type of situation. Okay. And Peggy is drinking alone in a dank, dark room and saying that he's made a terrible mistake and he should have gone with her. And Margot Robbie Mm -hmm. is like, her name is Audrey, by the way. This is where we learn that this is Audrey. Is she British? australian and she but she like is australian margot robbie is so she's just using her australian accent okay um and she's like sparta is your life and she's like especially after what happened last year and um all at this point a hot doctor comes into frame and like whispers something (laughs) in her and i'm talking like real fine like (laughs) real cute (laughs) Get in my belly. Yeah. Belly? Kim? Is of that the, the ice cream that we're eating? Oh, that's the ice cream. I see. I thought you just had been doing sex wrong forever. <laughs> and I was like, what have you been doing? That's Clearly. not what we do? Nope. 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 That, nope. Is that what our little button here is for? Yeah, that's what your belly button's for. It's get for in just my belly. Get- <laughs> Gross. Uh, okay. So hot doctor comes and whispers in her ear and like literally kind of like shoots Peggy a look. That's just like, I'm talking to your girl. Mm -hmm. And Peggy is like, who's that? And she's like, Oh, it's Dr. Francois. And she's like, and he, uh, he wants me. I mean, he needs me to go assist him. So Mm -hmm. I have to go. Mm -hmm. And I wrote with his dick. Yes. So, then we hear something, like, outside of the tent, and it, like, sounds like gunfire and explosion, and she's like, I, I have to go. It's it's rebel fighters, and, like, the line goes dead. Like, it goes staticky, internet connection out, and Peggy is, like, beside himself, totally distraught and, like, hits the bottle, like, real hard uh, with, with his mouth, not, like, hits the bottle like a boxing like he hits the bottle to drink it and put it into his belly his belly God. where uh, where dicks, dicks go dicks go yeah dicks, dicks and ice cream licks. and liquor dicks and licks uh so my our- favorite things dicks, <laughs> dicks and, and licks and ice cream in my belly <laughs> and ice cream <laughs> so uh At this point, we cut to a line of boys standing outside a nurse's office and we hear one of them say, why did Miss Audrey leave? And it's the ghoul woman who's like (laughs) and she's like pulling things out of boys ears. Like I'm like, Uh, uh why why is there a pandemic of wax buildup at this school? I don't understand what's happening. But like all the boys are like, I don't want her to pull things out of my ear. And uh, <laughs> she was the nur- oh, and that's where we learned. So Miss Audrey was the nurse at the school. Oh wow! And then that's she left. Changeover. <laughs> yeah, they went from Margot Robbie to ghoul woman. Uh, I wrote, "There is a creatureish woman pulling things out of boys' ears." <laughs> okay. Yeah. So now we cut to Wallace and Will in their dorm room, and there's other boys too, like just hanging out together. And they're talking about how they thought fracking was bad. And they're like, didn't you hear about those six earthquakes in Oklahoma? And I'm like, yup. Yeah.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: So then another prefect boy comes in and yells at all of them. You know, he's like, lights out in 10 minutes. There is something that I feel like I would like about that. Like the structure of like lights out where it's just like, good night. Figure out how to be asleep kind of thing. (laughs) (laughs) just figure it out (laughs) yeah it'll be be good so uh he like gives shit to will like just being like fuck you and he's like he's like why weren't you at rugby and willoughby is like i never touch the bowls is my motto (laughs) and uh he's like plus i have a note and the prefect is like where did you get that suck off the doctor and he's like just a hand job and i was like oh gives hand jobs for money I
0: had one this week
1: yeah you did uh so at this point the prefect like also confiscates an electrical device from one of the other boys being like no electronics in the dorm and I made a point to write this because I was like surely this will come into play somewhere spoiler alert it doesn't Great. so uh someone then yells for them to come down to the hall so they're all like getting ready to go to bed and then we hear like meeting in the hall, meeting in the hall. And so like everyone gathers around and it's all of house Sparta and Peggy is holding up the tie noose that he saw and he's fucking furious and he's like trying to get someone to come forward to admit to it and he's talking about how disrespectful it is and blah, blah, blah and like this is not, you know, who we are and everything and he vows to get to the bottom of it and he leaves. And uh, Draco Cleghorn is like, oh dear, hope this doesn't cast an awful light over House Sparta. And that's where I was like, maybe he's not House Sparta. Maybe he's like a different house because it seemed like he was like kind of jazzed that like this would add to the bad reputation of House Sparta. So that's why I was unclear about what house he was in. Okay. So uh, then the other prefect is like, back to your beds, lights in three minutes. So Wallace at this point asks Will. He's like, "What was that all about?" Like, and uh, we learn that Viscount Seymour, Will's old roommate, Uh hung himself with a tie in the bathroom last year. Yeah, I saw that coming. Yeah. So, cut to all the lights going out throughout the whole school. We're like on the outside of the school, and we just see lights going out. Lights out, boys. Lights out! Lights out, you bungholes! Lights out! And all the lights are going out. Did they say bungholes? No, but I did. Interesting. I've never heard you (laughs) use the word bunghole in my entire life. I think that's because I've never used it before. (laughs) But But with a (laughs) a British accent on top of it. Yeah. Very special. God damn it if it didn't come so fucking naturally to me just then. Uh, (laughs) Okay. So... Now we cut to night-night time. Wallace is laying awake, and he's thinking about his mom, telling him that his dad worked so hard for him to have this opportunity and to be there, and that this was his dream for you to be here. Cut to Peggy calling Wallace's name in class. So we've morphed from, like, his sort of semi-dream state to Peggy's voice going, Wallace, Wallace. And mm-hmm. we now see that he's in a classroom and he's trying to snap him out of it. Right. And Peggy then says that Mr. Prigg can't teach Latin anymore because he died here alone over the holiday. And. <laughs> what? I Good God, I, like I'm feeling very ga- Like, please Do pass, that. please pass the gas. Act. I'm this so dairy, bloated. I'm so bloated. So, oh, um, my goodness gracious. And this okay. is where. And this is where, like, okay, Simon Pegg is fucking hilarious, and like he does his best, but like, the, the reason this is so hard to swallow is because. It's either really fucking depressing or it's funny, but like it's not, the funny isn't delivered in a way. Uh-huh. So it ends up just being Simon Pegg, like being super fucking professional and amazing, but it's still just not landing. And I think that's why I have gas. Okay. Do you see what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah. I want someone to just like drop into this podcast like right then. <laughs> where I'm like giving a really astute description of why the comedy and script of this movie doesn't work. And then I end with, and that's why I have gas. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I mean, they'd understand us right away. Yeah, it's true. Um, so we then see that like this information of Mr. Prig dying alone on campus over the holiday, like affects him in a sort of like, fuck, that's going to be me kind of way. Uh, and he says he doesn't – he isn't much for Latin, but he'll do his best. And he says, Tempest fugit." am I right? And all the – like, makes a joke, and none of the kids think it's funny. Also, what is Tempest fugit"? I also wrote post-mortem. postmortem. God damn it. I know. Uh, and at that point, he, like, starts looking at the book, and he's like, I don't understand any of this. And we realized he was holding it upside down. Meh. And uh, at this point – uh smart kid is like by the power of witches and he's like what mm-hmm. he's like page 118 would you like me to start reading there by the power of witches and he's like oh yes 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 of, of course Bartlett, read on young chap uh at that moment and he reads at that moment as i recall the earth yawned open by the power of witches <laughs> now we cut to another scene where there is a kid Dinging a bell for like a quiz that he's giving his friend to be like, You have to pass the house test. Okay. And so he's like, Quick, name three famous slaughterians. And the kid says, Marquis de Sade, Jack the Ripper, Pierce huh? Morgan. Jesus Christ. <laughs> but then, but then he's like, Don't piss about Wooten. He's like, Sorry, Hawgreaves." Like he was joking, being like, okay. These are the worst people I could possibly think of. They're probably alumni oh, of. I. Yeah. And I love that Marquis de Sade, Jack the Ripper, and Pierce, and Pierce Morgan, Morgan. <laughs> are the three. W- and I was like, sound logic. That's fair. Yeah. Also, Kim played uh, opposite the Marquis de Sade in an amazing college production. Um, I was Jean Paul Barat. Yes, you were. In Barat's sad. She was extraordinary. So, it's one of my um, favorite roles I've ever done. Isn't that so funny? Cause the role I played in that play was one of my favorite roles I've ever done too. Oh, I think it was just a great, a great fucking production. Yeah. It was a great production actually. Yeah. Too. Yeah. So, uh, he's like, don't piss about Wooten. And he's like, sorry, Hargreaves. And then Hargreaves is like, what year was it built? And Wooten says 1770. And he goes, no, that's when the school was founded. It was built in 1334. Fuck this. And he's like school motto. And, uh, what does it mean? He's like, percades ad astra. And he says, and the meaning, and he says, never knowingly undersold. Uh, take it all, take it like a man. Uh, give us your cash. And he's like, no, that's not what it means. <laughs> and he says, if you're not word perfect, Clegg is going to feather you and we're both going to get grounded. So it's clear that like, Cleggy is like, makes them take this like, dumb historical, Thing about the school just as an opportunity to feather, to tar and feather students. What, where are there adults in this scenario? <laughs> um, I want to know what it means though. Do we get, do we find out? Uh, we do, it we get to it. We're cut, so we're cutting back and forth between this little quiz happening and Latin class. So now we're back at Latin class and, uh, The boy is still reading and says, I caught a glimpse of hell deep below and of Cerberus waiting to make a meal of me. And at this point, er, Peggy tries to make a joke and he's like, makes life hell for the postman. And all the kids like, don't laugh. And he's like, God damn it. Like, they just don't get him. So now we cut back to the boys quizzing each other and Hargreaves like slams a book on the table and he's like, it's all here in the school myth. And I was like, oh, perfect exposition dump. I needed this. So um, we get a, uh, the myth is a wandering knight returned from the Crusades in 1334. And with the help of his faithful dog, uh, he slays a mythical beast that had been terrorizing the town of Upper Slaughter. In return, he was gifted this land and the title of First Earl of Slaughter. Hence the motto, Through Slaughter to Immortality. So basically, like, he's immortalized now because he okay. became the Earl. Whatever. Okay. Uh, so now we cut back to Latin class, and we see above Peggy is a portrait of someone who looks like an Earl with a little doggy at mm-hmm. his feet, and the doggy looks like Chippy, Chippy, Mr. Chips. So I was like, is the bat immortal and the dog is still immortal around? Immortal, too? what is, what am I watching? Ow, my stomach hurts. So, um, Wallace is like daydreaming out the window and those bulbous helicopters fly by, like the ones that are like, not like lithe little helicopters, but they're like kind of a plane body. And they've got like a helicopter spinny on the front and a helicopter spinny on the back. And they're just like kind of, they're choppers, but like they're bulbous looking. They're like military choppers. Do you know what I'm saying? Okay. I think. Yeah. So they like fly over the school. And Will is like looking out the window as he sees these fly by. And uh, Will leans over and he's like preparing for evacuation, hopefully. And then Wallace looks down to the ground and he sees Will was just being an asshole. Like he was just being like, maybe they're coming to like evacuate all of us because I hate this place. Uh, and then he looks down and he sees the girl from the beginning, from the brochure and the girl that um, he talked to in the hall. And she's, like, outside, like, with these guys playing tennis. And he, like, waves at her. And she sees him and just, like, looks at him and walks away. <laughs> oh. And I was like, bitch, this kid is fine. Like, why he- are you, like, super fucking hot? Oh, okay. like." crazy hot like where I was just like what are you not seeing ma'am like what is happening so um we learned that her name is Clemsy Lawrence and uh she's what they call names man I know okay I know and so she's what they call a goddess and she's not worth it but they don't use goddess as like oh my god she's a goddess they use it as like She's a goddess. She's out of your league. Like like goddess is an actual thing. Um, and at this point, uh, they're outside in like the hallway now. Like they've left the classroom outside the hallway. And at this point, uh, Wallace gets a rugby ball straight to the face. Jeez. And t- the two jocks that had been standing with Clemsy outside, they're like, oh, so sorry. You've got to watch where you're looking, chap. Uh Uh-oh. Right. So, cut back to dorm room. Will is giving Wallace the, like, pecking order. Like, he's like, Clemsy Lawrence is at the top. All the way down at the bottom is someone like Wooten. And he points him, uh, he, like, points out the door when he says Wooten and Wallace like looks outside and it's the little redhead kid Wooten that like couldn't answer the questions right and he's literally like handcuffed to the sink and gagged like Aww. it and he's just like Hur! like hi and uh will, uh will continues to explain that she's like completely out of reach until you get to upper 6th where there are orgies whoa upper six listen listen i love a good orgy i'm into it here's the thing if i'm eating ice cream that's already making me feel ill and you offer me a platter of delicious (laughs) sushi like i'm not prepared like that's not where i am right now that's not the headspace i'm in what the fuck are you talking about that there are greco-roman orgies happening in this high school? I don't understand. But here we are along for the ride. Um let's just keep spooning it out. So Then Draco Malfoy, Cleggy comes in and he's being like, "What are you all talking about?" And they're like, "Nothing." And then in comes creature ghoul woman, and she's like, "Wallace thinks he has a chance with Clemsy Lawrence." And I'm like, "Bitch, uh, uh, what Get are here. you here? Like, what is? Are you an actual poltergeist? Like, what is happening? Why are you here?" And so that then prompts Draco to punish them in some way, and he's like, "Sanctions, five a.m. every morning this week. What are sanctions? I don't know. Already wrote, wrote post so <laughs> all week starting at 5 a.m. And he makes everyone leave the room that doesn't like live in that room. So now it's just will and wall. Uh, as he leaves, he tells Wooten, he like walks past the bathroom and he's like, he's like, you're free to go. But if you fail again, you'll be tawed and feathered. And Wooten is like, thank you. But then like he doesn't unlock him. Like he's just like, you're free to go if you can get out of these handcuffs, Houdini. Right, right, right. Uh. Cut to the grounds uh, looking at the school and in the foreground of the shot is like a dead bird that appears to have just like fallen out of the sky. Hmm. Cut to an alarm going off in Peggy's room and he like wakes up real fast. He's like, oh, Audrey. Like he's just, Hmm. yeah, he's super heart sick. He's sprung. Cut to running laps. So now we learn, okay, it was the next morning and it's the boys at 5 a.m., Running drills for Cleggy because they were I don't know talking about girls, so they're completely spent. They're like running through the hills and the and you know the through the grounds and Cleggy's like on a bike, being like move boys move. Um, at this point Willoughby like falls into a creek and is like trying to pull himself out, but like it's really like muddy and like he like can't get his footing, and so Cleggy, I what. What is happening? Like, what is happening? <laughs> I don't know what's happening in this. And then it reminded me of when we did that mud run oh. at one time. for we, like, there's, we did this mud run where, like, it had recently rained. So it was, like, extra muddy. It had recently rained for, like, 40 days and 40 nights, apparently. And, like, like it was a bunch of different, you know, things you go through. It's, like, muddy water and this and that. But then there was, like, a sticky mud zone where, like... <laughs> And <laughs> you looked around it looked like everyone was zombies it really we did like, couldn't like you'd step in and like it would be like like your foot would get sucked in and you're like whoa yeah whoa. like i lost i think i lost a sock or two in there people lost their oh, shoes oh girl like, no I lost, I lost both my shoes i lost both my shoes oh right and then you do- tried to do the rest of it barefoot yes and it was like the most painful situation of my life and I was like happy birthday to me yeah it was like my birthday <laughs> I think I took my shoes off and put them on my hands yeah but like oh, yeah. <laughs> we were all just like crawling it was what were we doing like what the fuck was happening so that's we where like, we were like a uh, fucking a treyu and never ending story. That is exactly what it was. Like you know how little kids are always like fearful of quicksand because like you think quicksand. <laughs> yeah. I saw that meme that's like my childhood made me think quicksand was like a way bigger deal than it actually was based on like childhood stories. Yeah, but then like this, I was like, oh, here's the quicksand my childhood I I was, was constantly telling would me about. just die. There was a moment where I was like, I'm never getting out of this. I'm never. I'm never I'm getting never, out. I'm never leaving this mud. Yeah. Oh man, I hadn't thought about that in so long. <laughs> Maybe that so lived fun, though. maybe that lived with Adam Scott. Oh, maybe. That mud story. Just okay. out together up there. So, he's stuck in the in the mud. <laughs> and uh where do we go? Okay. He's stuck in the mud trying to pull himself out. Clegg, he gets in Wallace's face being like five generations of Cleggs made this school what it is. You think you can buy your way in? Only connection you'll make is with my boot. And I'm just like, you're a fucking asshole. Like, he's paying whatever. So he tells him to pull his roommate out. Like, he's like, go get Will. And he rides off with the other, like, three kids. And he's like, run. Wallace pulls him out and they comment on like how bad it smells and and will is like yeah that's like the underground tunnels like that's it's kind of like a sewage tunnel cave system mm-hmm. and like it smells really bad uh it smells like methane uh will then says he's like if you want to make it to breakfast like we'll never make it if we take the path but i know a shortcut through the woods if you want to get to breakfast before it's Uh-oh. over Question number two, what do you do? What do they do? Okay. Um, you know, I love a good shortcut, but we've already fucking – I don't know why I'm doing this at 5 a.m. because I talked about a girl or something, and then right. now I'm stuck in the mud. Like, I just – I'm tired, and I don't want to get in more trouble by going into the woods. So I'm just yeah. going to, like, go the normal way, and maybe I'll, I'll be late for breakfast. I don't know. I'm I just, This is just – what the fuck? Okay. And then I I think that they fucking shortcut it up. Why yeah. Little little idiots. <laughs> <laughs> so that is one ding for them. Uh oh. This is a very rare instance where I feel like you missed out on gaining some important information.
0: Uh-oh. Yeah. Okay.
1: So cut to them in the woods. And Wallace is like, how is this a fucking shortcut? Like this campus is massive. Like this, how is this a shortcut? And then we see that they come upon caution tape. Caution tape is different in England. What is it? It's yellow and red diagonal stripes. It doesn't even like say yellow caution on it. It just like stripes. is yellow and sure. red Oh, yes. Yeah. I've, I've seen it. I've seen it. Okay. Yeah. And uh, so at this point, it's blocking off a giant sinkhole. Mm. Uh, in the tower, they see the boys uh, at the sinkhole. Back to them, they decide to throw something into the sinkhole to like see of how deep they do. Right, of course. Now here's the information you gain. So they throw something in, and they also smell this like horrible methane smell like coming Mm -hmm. up from the bottom of the sinkhole and will like lights a zippo lighter and the flame turns green Ah! wallace is like don't fucking like that you're gonna get us killed and like takes the lighter from him because wallace is like i know that smell that's methane you just fucking lit up like your lighter idiot right right so he like takes it from him and he's like, give it back to me. Someone bequeathed that to me. Uh, and I was like, we're definitely in England that a fucking <laughs> 17-year-old boy <laughs> uses the word bequeath." Uh And at this point, horns start going off. Like, and they're like, what the fuck is that? And on the loudspeaker, we hear, we have you surrounded. Try to escape. And they oh start my. making like. Gun noises on. We see the scientist guys like making gun noises, being like, but like better (laughs) sounds, like one that sounded like a gun. (laughs) See what I'm saying? Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) if you can imagine, (laughs) over over like the speaker. Yes, over the speaker. So they think they're like being shot at. What the fuck? What am I watching? So they then. I. I don't. I hate oh, a belly hurts. I'm so bloated. I am so fucking bloated. <laughs> so Okay. Okay. Go on. So they start like <laughs> <laughs> running and running. <laughs> I, I... <laughs> That's just so ridiculous. Like can... what are you talking about? Like this is a school Bam, bam, for bam, 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 bam. <laughs> like what I I don't know. But they were like But good, uh, yeah, you're sure, you're, sure, sure. you're on a school campus. <laughs> like what is happening? So <laughs> It's, it's just, so, okay. So they run and run and run and they come upon a camp of vagabonds. It's all the hippies that busted in to be like, fracking yeah. is bad. Right. And we see that someone in one of those like V for Vendetta masks, the Guy right. Fox mask, yeah. Yeah, yeah. like comes up to them and is like, want to buy some drugs? <laughs> What am, where am sure. I? What am I watching? You got any and he snuff? takes... Yeah. He takes his mask off, and it's Nick Frost from uh, Simon Pegg's co-star in Shaun of the Dead. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, uh, we also see that, like, one of the guys in the camp is the guy that Cleggy beat up, and, like, he's his, like, arm is broken, and his hand is broken, and he's, like, in a neck brace. Mm, and wall and will are like no sorry we were just wondering what they're up to up there like referring to the tower and nick frost turns around he's like wondering what they're up to like he's just like i'm a clown in the woods (laughs) Uh and all the vagabonds laugh and laugh and laugh at no point does anyone refer to them as vagabonds, but that is the word that I cling to in this, and I can't tell you why. They're just like a bunch of camp hippies, protesters. Uh, and so then we get uh, an exposition dump uh, about about what fracking is and who these guys are. And so Nick Frost is like, they're unleashing hell. And he he makes like a super sexualized metaphor about like what fracking is that it's like, raping mother earth which i'm like you're not wrong but also what movie am i watching Whoa. um and so that's where he tells us he's like the bat and the head of Terrafrack Frac are school chums from back in the day they assume that they're uh that they're all wealthy assholes like the rest of the students so it's just like uh, Terrafrack and the headmaster like in it together to bring more money to the school because there's fossil fuels underneath the shale okay. out my stomach okay so he's like it's not just some mundane chasm that they've opened it's not just a sinkhole. it's a portal that leads straight down to well now who wants to buy some drugs and i'm like me i guess for sure uh, me me hello me. i'll like, take some I'll take some mushrooms. Sir? It's fine. Yeah, Me. fucking shove them down my throat, please. Yeah, Up put them my in, my in my with belly. My belly. <laughs> <laughs> so cut hey, to where ominous. Keep my dicks. <laughs> where you keep your dicks? So they cut to an ominous, like dark school, and we have a shot of the portrait, uh, of the earl with his little doggy again. But then we hear like a growling noise and a creature eye. And then it goes away and Wallace like wakes up real fast. Like it was a dream of like seeing the portrait and a growling creature. Cut to him up in a, like awake at night and he's like hanging out on a staircase, like can't sleep. And he's like secretly looking at his phone and he's like looking up news articles about like the fracking protests that are happening at his school. And he hears something. He hears a growl again Nothing. Okay. So he goes back and looks at his phone and we see a picture of Nick Frost, like a mugshot. And it says Woodrow Chapman went to Slaughterhouse. Very popular. St- it's like an article, but I'm summarizing mm-hmm. the article. He mm-hmm. went to Slaughterhouse. He was really popular. He and his brother went missing in 88. His brother was never found. What? Nor was his body. Yeah. His brother was never found in what? Nor was his body. Nervous well. oh, okay. yeah so like they did something fucking weird so then we hear hello is someone out of bed and uh Wallace realizes that it's Draco Cleggy Clegghorn and so he like really quickly goes to like hide like under the balcony of the staircase and he kind of like backs up trying to make sure that Cleggy doesn't see him and he falls through an old rotting door, like down into a secret basement of the school. No, and there's like rats everywhere, and he like shines. Did you hear that? The train whistle. It was the train whistle. I guess it's it's time for <laughs> the train to arrive at at its next stop, which is apparently my bedroom. Like, what is happening? <laughs> at something in three quarters. What is it? nine uh platform oh, nine, nine, and, three nine and three quarters but i'm like i've literally never heard never that sound heard that before my Entire life, I mean, what you is live happening near a train i do not live near a train but i i heard it too that wasn't just in your brain no that's and i have noise canceling headphones on right now like how i okay what is happening where am i uh so at this point he, I, I i'm need, so bloated I, go on. i, I know i uh, where's I my a, drugs and I my need, dicks okay give them to me give them to me kim please control yourself all right so He's he falls in the new basement he falls wow. down into a secret basement and conveniently enough He's fallen into the basement directly in front of a memorial grave that says, Teddy Chapman, lost, 88. Oh, we were just talking about that. We were literally just talking about it. And then he just happened to fall down into the basement. And there is a memorial grave site for Teddy Chapman. Question number three, what do you do and what does he do? I'm going to go to bed. Can I get out of here? Yes, you may and can. I'm, I'm so tired. I'm gonna go to bed. Okay, what does so he do? So tired. Um, what does he do? Uh, does he uh, go to bed? Uh, we'll go to bed together. <laughs> we go to bed together. No ding-a-lings for you. Oh, great. Cool, 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 cool. So this is an interesting situation that we have not oft found ourselves in. Where getting a little up in the business of whatever ghoul or villain is trying to ruin your life is actually going to help you. Because it appears that the adults in this situation are not interested in taking care of you. And are only interested in lying to you. And your safety is none of their concern. So wanna I hear you, and neither does uh Wallaby, no, Wallace, it's will it's Willoughby and Wallace, but I just said Wallaby. Uh he does neither of those things. What he does is he calls his mom from a phone booth and he's like, I fucking hate it here. Hmm. Which is why I would have accepted either get out of the school or investigate further to make a more educated choice um at this point we cut to um okay so he's in the in the phone booth it's day like it's daytime now like he's clearly been like trying to get a hold of his mom and he's like I I just please let me come home and someone is like knocking on the phone booth door and he's like leave me alone and then he turns and it's clumsy. And he's like, oh, um, hi. And so, like, all of a sudden, he's totally fine, wants to look cool. Clemsy and her friend Kay are like, hey, we're going to um, Smoker's Corner, but we don't have a light. And he's like, I have a light. Because he still has this Will's lighter. Yeah. Uh, so they go off to Smoker's Corner for tongue sandwiches. Mm-hmm. And, well, no. He's hoping it's for tongue sandwiches, but we don't know yet. Then we cut to Will, who is secretly writing uh, "Who's Next" with another tie noose, and it's Uh-oh. and this time it's next to Clegg's name on his locker, but he does it when like no one's looking. So now we cut to. Peggy smoking near the woods and he actually like gets caught by Nick Frost and another protester. Um, I don't know why I included this scene because nothing really happens, but there it was. So cut to Smoker's Corner and it is gorgeous. It basically looks like the Parthenon on an expansive British countryside with a lake in the middle of it it is just my it's my actual heaven like when I picture (laughs) heaven it looks like this so they're talking Kay and Clemsy and Wallace are all talking and Clemsy we learn is like a lot cooler than her peers because she's like I mean this is just a breeding ground for all of the leaders of the world and she's like look at all of the world leaders who spent their formative years in places like this. And, um, but like referring to like how debaucherous it is and like how like kind of fucked up the ethos of it is. Mm -hmm. And she's like, no, like kind of like, no wonder, no No wonder wonder the world is the way it is. Interesting. And she's like, some don't make it though, do they? Or Wallace says, some don't make it though, do they? And she like looks at him and he's like, like Viscount Seymour. And Clemsey tells them that Clegg bullied him for being gay. Oh, no. Yeah. What am I watching? Oh, so God. at this point, we see that someone is listening to them um, through like an underground sewer grate, like where, like, because there's a whole tunnel system underneath the whole school. So, like, he's underneath listening. And it's Will. And Clemsy then says that Clegg caught Viscount Seymour with another boy. Told both of the boy's parents. And, but then the whole issue like got brushed under the carpet. And uh, Wallace like looks at her and is like, no one tells you how hard it is to be yourself. Hmm. And Clemsy like gives him a big smile. And I wrote, they are vibing. I stand. Yeah. Then Will appears. Cock block. And he's like, Where's my invite? Also, where's my lighter? Being like, the only reason you're fucking here is because you took my lighter, dick. Mm-hmm. Uh, then the other girl comes over, comes running over, and she's like, It's Cleggy. Cleggy and his cadets are on the war path. So Will and Wallace like run because they realize they're gonna get in trouble for like hanging out and talking with Clemsy again and they're like running away and then like six fucking cadets corner them up by up against the lake and like prior to this they had literally been like throwing like little bombs like they're not like kill you bombs but they're definitely like bombs that are like wow something just exploded at my feet and i'm injured bombs <laughs> okay this is this is a school for minors <laughs> This is I a school for minors. Okay. So oh we've seen God. that. I am just riding the donkey. Just ride the donkey. So then okay. they're they're cornered at the lake, right? So like uh uh Wallace and Willoughby are like can't go any further. They turn around. The cadets are pointing rifles at them. What is happening? Sure. And then Cleggy like throws another one of those little like balmy things in front of them and it's like fizzling at their feet okay Uh kim what do you do and what do they do (laughs) um i'm gonna kick the bomb at them and um they're gonna jump in the lake Okay, that is one ding for you. So Great. I accepted kick it at them as kick it away, but not into the lake. Because what they do is they kick it into the lake. La- into the lake? Uh. Into the lake. It does, in fact, give them some information, but they are only not dead by the skin of their teeth and movie magic. Because they kick it into the lake, and the entire lake turns into a lake of fire and explodes. Jesus. Yeah. Blows all the kids back. What am I watching? <laughs> so, uh, it's just, it's just too much. <laughs> What is this happening? So, at this point, okay. Peggy's like in his little space and he hears it, and so do the fracking guys. Like, they hear this giant explosion. And the red phone in the fracking office land starts like ringing off the hook, but the fracking guys like don't pick it up because they're like, "Oh, it's just the Ed Ma stuff fussing about methane leak." And I'm like, yes. "Yes, yeah, the methane leak turned the lake into a bomb, <laughs> <Explosive>. <laughs> like, oh, okay. yeah." He's calling about the methane leak, correct? So. Cut to Peggy in Bat's office and the Bat's on the phone and Wallace and Will are also in the office and the Bat is like downplaying the explosion to what I would guess is like parents probably and downplaying the gas leak and Peggy is like it was a lake of (laughs) fire (laughs) And Michael Sheen is like, "It's I'm sure it's fine. And he's like, the methane leaking out of the ground, TerraFrac says it's all normal. And at this point, right. I wrote, I wrote, boy servant comes in with another champagne hamper. <laughs> boy servant. Boy servant comes in with another champagne hamper. It is a student who is also apparently a servant. And okay. when you are brought Baskets of champagne, they're called hampers. Okay. So that's what happened. And I would love a hamper champagne, a hamper champ, I... a champ, 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 A champ right a now. I would really Hamp. love a champ-hamp right now. May I please have a champ-hamp? If anyone would like to donate <sighs> a champ-hamp. Please pour it in my belly. With my dicks and my <laughs> gas bubbles. <laughs> so um he's so the bat is like still trying to downplay and he's like we have old leaky ancient tunnels no big deal like basically like this sewer system and the tunnels and the caves there's methane i what can you do yep Uh, so peggy is like this is concerning and he's like all the more reason and then he's like well the more reason i can't have boys smoking like turns it back into like kids can't be at the smoking corner right right, right, right. so at this point peggy gets a call from audrey on his phone and like leaves the room really fast and i'm like dude you're too thirsty like you've got to chill you're too there for her um so the bat is then like you're too darn young and handsome to be polluting your bodies so i'm gonna tell your parents that you can't go home this weekend so apparently it was going to be like, you know, Hogsmeade weekend where they could go home. But like now their punishment is that they can't because they were I, at Smoker's a, Corner. I don't I mean, you can't I don't that's like you. they should be able to see their family. There has to be like another kind of punishment. Agreed. I, I mean, the pedagogy of British boarding schools is suspect based <laughs> on the research I've done, which is this movie. Right. right. <laughs> which clearly seems to be on top of its game. Exactly. So at so then the bat is like Clegg will look out af- will look out for you this weekend of of while you're not know. at home, of course. So now we cut to the fracking office and the circle dealy is showing us those red bad things, but more of them. Uh oh. Cut to Clemsy talking to another kid named Smudge. And they're like talking by a beautiful lake. Every just picture everything is the most picturesque beautiful British countryside palace, castle, school you've ever seen. Okay. And she's like he's saying to her he's like you can't be seen talking to Wallace. It could really affect my chances of being anointed by the head boy. Wait, who is saying this? It's this other kid named Smudge who's talking to Clemsey. Who a was the one who threw kid. the rugby, he threw the rugby ball into and he's Wallace's he's telling face. her she can't talk to Wallace because it will ruin his. His chances of being anointed by the head boy. Okay. Okay. This I, is. I've taken that in. Thank you. This is word for word. Okay. So, uh, he says it'll affect my chances of becoming a God. What? I don't know. Let me have I mean, another spoon of do ice have cream, that please.
0: Olympus house. Right? Yeah.
1: Question number five. What do you say and what does Clem say? I don't understand these people at all. Um Welcome I'm, to my brain. I'm gonna fucking tell this guy to fuck off. No. I'll just be like, um, I'm going to be like, he's going to, I think that we both um, agree for him. Agree. Sure. I mean, I'm going to do what the fuck I want, but right now I'm just going to be like, yeah, okay. (laughs) That was one ding-a-ling. Okay. So what you said were, that was actually really smart. We were like, okay, I won't talk to him anymore. But like, you're, you're just ending the conversation. You don't actually mean it. You're like, I'm going to do what I want. Clemzy is like, honestly, like that whole thing, like, isn't really my scene. So like, I'm not really interested in whatever the politics of it are. And she's like, but it doesn't mean that I don't love you. At this point, poor little Wooten walks by them, covered in feathers.
0: Oh, no.
1: Because medieval <laughs> punishments are totally acceptable in this school. Cut to Will and Wall walking around. Clemzy's friend Kay comes up and tells Wall, um, she's like, Oh, it's a shame you're staying here this weekend. But Clemzy is too. Wink. Uh hey. sandwiches. And Wall is like, Yes, and Will is like, you don't have a chance. At that point, Wallace like loses it. And he's like, fuck you. And he's like, You're not a good friend. Like you are constantly putting me down. You haven't told me anything about what happened to Viscount Seymour. And I sleep in his fucking bed you weren't the one who told me that he hung himself and he's like, you know what? Just go and like do snuff. You fucking weirdo. And like walks off. Like, so Mm -hmm. just gets like really annoyed at well. Wallace then sees Clem holding hands with smudge. Mm -hmm. And he's like, Oh fuck. Like he was right. Like she has a boyfriend. Um, We then hear, uh, as he walks by, Wooten is now in the phone booth, and he's, like, begging his mom to come home. And his mom, like, says she doesn't have time. Like, he's like, I promise I won't bother you and stepfather. Please, can I come home? Oh, my heart. Yeah. Uh, And his mom's like, no. So now we cut to Wallace by a pool table, just feeling sad we see old creepy ghoul lady watching him cut to will with like a collage of stuff, listening to sad music and like playing with his lighter. And then we cut to like Wallace having flashbacks of like all this stuff that he puts together of like realizing like, Oh, the boy that he was caught making out with was, uh, what that Viscount was caught making out with was my roommate Will and Viscount killed himself because he was bullied which means Will was probably also bullied and he's really unhappy and I shouldn't have been that much of an asshole to him like this is the flashbacks that we're seeing of him putting things together okay um and then he sees like the like a flash of like the noose or whatever and he runs upstairs to his room just as Wallace is about, just as Will is about to hang himself and oh shoot himself God. simultaneously in the oh face. No. What am I watching? So he like quickly gets him down in like the nick of time and he's like, you shouldn't have done that. And like he kind of like, Wallace kind of tries to make a joke about it and he's like, were you just going to leave me a snuff box? Cause he sees that there's like a note on top of his snuff box that says like to Wallace or whatever. And they like kind of laugh and Wallace is like, you've got years of snuff and tobacco. And will finally says, he's like, he was all I had here. Aww. Wallace then gives him the same speech that his mom gave him where he's like, you hit your rock bottom like there's no going mm. any further down. He's like there's only up from here. Mm. And at this point we cut to Peggy talking to Margot Robbie Audrey and on like the video chat. And she's like I found someone. And yeah, uh, she's like you know I have. And then she lifts a young boy onto her lap. And she's like, this is Ibrahim. And Peggy's like, why do you have to stay there? Like, why can't you bring him back with you? Like, adopt him and bring him here. And she's just like, I, you know, I can't. And then at this point, an earthquake happens. In in (laughs) Um, England. Where? In
0: England. Okay.
1: Under the school. Right. And we have a flash of all the different people at the school feeling it. And like Uh, the video chat like goes dark, right? Like goes out. Yeah, of course there is. And there's like shit falling. Peggy's like super drunk. So like he's also like really confused. And like as shit is falling off the wall, he just like weirdly passes out on the couch, ne'er to be conscious anymore. The end. Right. Too much champagne. Too much. It was just too much. So earthquake is happening, all of the lights go out. Every, all the power's out everywhere. So now we cut to Clegg, who's, like, got a flashlight. And he's like, I need to do a body count. And he's like, one, two, three, four, fag, six. Mm. Yeah. And he's like, where's the other one? He's like, Bellow's in the bathroom. And he's like, and Cleggy's like, there's a blackout for miles. And he says to Ghoul, lady, who always seems to be around, Matron, take some light up to the headmaster. And Cleggy is like, nobody leaves Sparta. And they're like, where's Peggy? And he's like, not feeling well. I'm in charge now. And then we hear a growl from the sinkhole. And Cleggy is like, what was that? Cut to the frack house. And we see that the circle thing shows that the red things are out of the sinkhole now. Mm-hmm. And the fracking offices are like, that can't be. The shafts have failed. The shafts have all collapsed because of the earthquake. It's an occupational hazard. And he's like, so how could they be out? And at this point, they're like, oh, fuck. They got out from the sinkhole. So they're, like, thinking, like, oh, we don't have to worry about the little red things because the but shafts what are, are all. Why are they? We don't know. So now we cut to the hippie camp. And uh, one of the hippies tells Nick, he's like, we've got to evacuate. And Nick, like, can't leave because he's, like, so high on mushrooms. But he's, like, literally holding, like, a giant, like, prop mushroom that's, like, red with white spots on it. Like, from, like, your coloring book. So I ask you, like, is that what shrooms look like? Are they, like, delightful, magical little Alice in Wonderland mushrooms? None of the shrooms I've had. Oh, because I'd be interested if they were. Little, like, dehydrated brown bits. Right. Well, he's just eating it like a like a popsicle and he just like (laughs) takes a bite out of the side of it i guess so um like an actual toadstool yeah oh yes a toadstool he's eating a toadstool so toadstools thank (laughs) you i'm so happy okay (laughs) so he doesn't leave his tent he just like eats his giant mushroom cut back to outside the fracking area and there's like a wall that's like a metal wall that's like up around the sinkhole that's like you can't like we have put up a wall now not just cautious caution tape but there's someone something like Jurassic Park style like banging on the other side of it okay and one of the guys like one of the fracking guys is like give me that taser but it accidentally goes off and he accidentally like tases a construction guy and he's, the other guy starts, like, walkie-talking for choppers. He's like, we need more choppers! We need more choppers! And then we see, um, like, a point of view of, like, a creature's eyeball where it sees everything kind of, like, in green and heat. And it, like, blinks. And we see, like, all of the fracking guys. And the monster just starts terrorizing and eating everyone. Okay. Sure. You with me? Okay, we're now into giant methane monsters at the British boarding school. Donkey. I don't know how the donkey's still going, but I'm riding it. He's very old. Um, (laughs) He is very tired. Uh, I got got my champ amps with me, and I'm riding my donkey. Yep. So now we cut back to the hippie camp, and Nick is like, it's that sound again when he hears the growl. And he's like, Teddy, stay put. Because he's hallucinating. And Teddy was his brother. Yes. And uh, he's like, I'll come get you. And then he sees the light from the choppers, like, through his tent. And he's like, no, dragon, no. Because he's-, <laughs> sure. he's eating toadstools. Right. So right. cut to Wall and Will. And they're, like, hearing these explosions because the monsters are, like, eating the fuel tanks of cars and stuff and (laughs) Uh with and yep 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 (laughs) and will is like drinking at school in his dorm room underage what what is anything and i mean That's the most normal thing that I've actually heard. I guess. But, like, they get mad if they talk to the wrong students. So, like, I just don't know what the rules are. Do you see what I'm saying? I just don't know the rules. I just want to know the rules. So he apologizes for, like, putting him through his suicide attempt. And uh, they're just like, oh, good buddy. We're fine now. I know you just tried to kill yourself, but we're British. So this is the last we're going to talk about it. Right. So at this point we see that Cleggy is, like, investigating the school, like, trying to find something. I'm going to tell you what actually happened. I didn't know this until the end of the movie because it doesn't make any fucking sense. He's searching around the school, and there's a door that's locked that shouldn't be locked. So he gets really mad, and he kicks it in. He goes in, and it appears to be some sort of... (sighs) storage of some kind where he finds a whole bunch of of ties that are already tied into nooses and he's like no basically being like i'm i found the the stash of ties that are being (laughs) put up around school." (laughs) Thank you. <laughs> i'm riding right my donkey <laughs> okay oh, <God. laughs> yeah yeah so he's really mad about the the disrespect of the ties t- d- d- of the ties closet so they're like in the school with flashlights and they're gonna go investigate the explosion on their own okay, okay we hear from well the story of teddy and okay woody mushroom 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 woody. man yeah. okay yeah and he's like got it they were trying to escape from the school through the basement that's why the basement is now sealed up right because remember he like fell through a yes. rotted door into the basement, and that's where the memorial was yeah yes And he asks, what happened? And Will says, well, that's the most terrifying story of all. Boo! It's Clemzy and Kay, also out of their rooms, also with flashlights, also deciding to go investigate on their own what all the commotion is about. Mm -hmm. Cut to the four of them now, all in the woods, drinking and investigating, like you do. Come They come across the absolutely demolished anti-fracking camp and the downed chopper. So they keep... Oh, shit. Yeah. So they keep going, and they, they're like, what the fuck happened here? And they come across a police vehicle that's been abandoned, and they hear a growl. Uh-oh. It's like a teeny tiny little growl. A oh, baby and growl? And so they like... Yes a baby girl and they lift something up and they find this weird little slug baby oh with teeth oh, oh. and it's like kind of cute and so Clemsy says oh come here sweetie come here it jumps on her face Whoa. and she's like get it off of me get it off of me and she runs and she's like it's like on the back of her now and mm-hmm. she's like she's like get it off of me and she's about to like fall into the sinkhole and Wallace, like, runs towards her and, like, grabs her and, like, knocks her down so she doesn't fall into the sinkhole. But the thing is, like, still on the back of her shirt. So at this point, she, like, rips off her shirt. but Like, as she does it, she, like, envelops the little thing into her shirt and just starts <laughs> smashing it on a stump forever. <laughs> oh, shit. Smash, Smash forever. Like, Smash forever. Go ahead, So girl. they hear growling again, but now it's, like, big growling. And Will keep saying, I'm sure it's just a fox and Wallace is like, It's not a fucking fox. And at this point he lights the lighter again and the flame is green again.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Question six, what do they do? What do you do? <laughs> oh, fucking no. You get on your spaceship, take your donkey with you. <laughs> <laughs> and you fly away to Hogwarts. Dick dicks in my belly button. With tons of dicks in your belly button. Um, Okay. Maybe I will... <laughs> I do. <laughs> um, hmm, I'm going to... I don't fucking know, um, Kim. I've seen it, and I don't fucking know. Uh, I'm gonna. <laughs> hmm. I'm going to. So we're we're outside of the sinkhole. Yeah, and we hear growling. Yeah, and you also just killed some sort of slug baby. Baby, right? You know. Don't wanna meet that slug baby's mom. Correct. Mama slug is not gonna be happy about baby slug. Mm-mm. <laughs> hey dog, do you see no slugs? <laughs> hey joggy.
0: <laughs> do you
1: slug is? <laughs> what movie was that? Night of the creeps. Night of the creeps. That was fun. Actually this slug baby kinda looks like the Night of the Creeps slug babies. Oh, but it's more flesh colored. I'm going to. Ooh, here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna take my bottle of liquor that I have, right? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll give I'm you a bottle of liquor. Take it. Take have it. Because you said they were drinking. I, I did I uh, yes yes I'm gonna take that sh- a piece of shirt and stick it in there and whenever this fucking mama slug comes along I'm gonna fucking light it on fire like a Molotov cocktail and throw it at it. You are straight up making gonna- Molotov cocktails. I love it. Uh, I I I nothing makes sense in this world. So I'm gonna say yes, Queen. Please be a vigilante Molotov cocktail goddess what do they do uh, I think that they run back to the sc- run away run away it feels cruel to not give you just two points for everything because nothing makes sense but <laughs> <laughs> that was one and a half points so I don't know sure make a Molotov cocktail that sounds great uh <laughs> also make me like an actual cocktail while you're at it please <laughs> so uh what do they do they do go back to the school but they do something specific they go to the headmaster okay and but prior to that uh we have a cut where we see that hargreaves and wooten the little kids are like also there for the weekend and we basically just have a quick scene where we just see them playing chess in the hearth, or playing Dungeons and Dragons in the hearth room, mm-hmm. just to like look like a Hogwarts common room, to remind us we're in um, Hogwarts. Uh, and they also hear a growl and like smell methane. So we're just we're just showing that like other people are experiencing things. Okay. Uh, so now we cut to the our four kids that found the little baby slug. In the bat's quarters. In the headmaster's office. And they brought him the little slug baby. Mm-hmm. And the matron ghoul nurse is in there as well. Being gross. And Kay is like showing the headmaster like look it has teeth. Which like tells me that this slug is like carnivorous. And the slug actually like is dead. But like bites the pen. So I'm like rig. Rigamortis mortis bite it's not dead I don't know it's not discussed any further after <laughs> that great uh but it bites the pen the bat says oh dear I'll call the exterminator and Clem is like no you've got to call the cops and the bat obviously doesn't want to now I need you to put yourself Kim into the mindset of a A child who has grown up with nothing but privilege and wealth and understands that basically she is the headmaster's boss knowing that what do you do and what does clem do she tells him to call my dad and what do you do i make him call the cops Was one and a half bells because you really asserted your authority there. Nice work. Uh, She demands that he calls the cops. Mm. So I actually gave you half a point on what Clem does because she uses her authority is what I was going for. Like she's not like, oh, shucks. Like she's like, bitch, do what I say, motherfucker. Mm -hmm. That's what she does. So Clem is like, fuck you. Oh, no, she says, you're driving us to the cops. She doesn't even say call the cops. Oh, She's like, my. fucking drive us to the cops. And they hear the growling again. Cut to a POV of the creature, the green eye, running towards the building of this school. Cut to Clegg uh, in full, like, camo. And he, like, busts in on Hargreaves and Wooten, who are sitting in the hearth room. And he's like, where are the others? And he tells them to stand up straight when they speak to a house god. And he tells them not to leave. But he's like in full camo. Like his face is painted black. (laughs) Hair's still bright white. Teeth still fucking Colgate crest white. Um, But he's in camo and his face is painted black. Um, Cut to them back in the headmaster's office. And Willoughby is just like, straight up having a drink of scotch out of the headmaster's personal stash uh pouring himself a drink uh the bat is like looking for his keys and they get up to go and the bat is like well there's not going to be room for all of us in my car and so Clem is like uh Clem is like okay cool you stay here then he's like no it's my car and he's like Wallace you stay and uh the bat is like, you know, that's ridiculous. And she's like, you're the responsible one. And they start calling him out and and they're like, it's your frack buddies that are doing this. And we learn that Nick, who, Nick Frost, who's like the he- you know, toadstool in a tent was actually the bat's old roommate. So when he starts saying, he's like, oh, you're getting your information from that crazy guy. Like he was my roommate. He's nuts. And he's like, what, let me guess. He told you there was sinister evil beneath the school. And he's like, he's totally nuts. I'm sick of the fear-mongering. And then he goes on a tirade where he's saying, I tried to write it down mostly verma- verbatim, there's nothing dangerous about fracking. The only scary thing is a United Kingdom with no energy, completely dependent on China. Right. What am I watching? <laughs> right. <sighs> As he's... My my donkey's starting to lose power. Come hey, on, boy. Yeah, it's that don- okay. That- We're gonna make it, boy. That donkey's oh, he's, back is uh, he's getting real a little swayed. wobbly. Yeah, my donkey's uh, getting
0: a little wobbly.
1: My it's okay. Uh, meanwhile, my belly is fully distended with gas. <laughs> so. <laughs> so- He is going on and on about fracking and how much of a boner he has for fracking. Okay. And Will is noticing that the light from a lantern that they add in there because there's no power. So they all have lanterns is going green. Okay. Right. Chippy then goes and starts barking at a window. But like the window is like a giant luxurious window from like floor to ceiling, giant, window and the matron gets up to like look at what uh the dog is barking at and like shushes michael sheen and is like there's a big dog out there but she's got like a ghoul voice so she's like there's a big dog out there (laughs) and then all of a sudden a giant something jumps through the window and starts eating the ghoul matron and they all run into the corner like oh my god And the bat is, like, the first one into the corner because he's a turd. And the lantern, like, tips over and starts catching everything on green fire. Uh, We can't see the monster yet. We can just see, like, the shadow of it being illuminated by the green fire. And then we see that it's, like, this big, giant, alien, slimy, slug, dog, monster thing. Mm -hmm. And they're all in the corner screaming. Chippy is barking. And they all, like, run out of the office without the dog and they run out to the car. The bat is an idiot and like can't get the door open. He's like, "It's a rental. I can't I don't know how to work it." <laughs> uh, uh, just okay. Kim, please. Of course, of course it's a rental.
0: Of course it's what a rental.
1: Are you talking about. Right. <laughs> it's his rental donkey. So <laughs> it's okay, donkey.
0: It's okay. We're almost there, buddy.
1: So Clem grabs Clem grabs the keys and opens it for him and at that moment Chippy like comes out and is kind of like standing on the entrance stairs like where are you going the dog and the bat like hits reverse really fast and runs over the dog and I was like yeah and I was like what what is I I don't want to be here anymore like I'm done I don't want this ice cream anymore. It's not what I wanted. That's very I'm having diarrhea all over myself at this point. I hate that. So the bat gets out and goes around to the back because he's like, Chippy, Mr. Chips. And they're all like, Oh, goodbye, Mr. Chips. Then all of a sudden, Headless body of Mr. Bat thrown onto the front of the car. And then the head comes sliding down the windshield. Oh, my. The giant dog slime monster in front of the car growling. And Chippy is still standing on the stairs. He Chippy. didn't run over Chippy at all. He Chippy. ran over the giant slug dog monster. Oh. Um, and I was like, okay, cool. Uh, so, Kim, let me lay this out for you. You are Wallace. You are sitting in the passenger seat, front passenger seat of the car. The bat has vacated his driver's seat. And then the other kids are in the back seat. So you need to, what do you do? What does Wallace do? I'm going to hop in the driver's seat and fucking speed off. Hand in hand. That's one and a half. Mm. So. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay.
1: yes. got, yeah. What happens? <laughs> I, I'm so tired. Okay. Uh, so. It has a 37% on rotten tomatoes. I'm sure it's fine. So, <laughs> So he, yes, get into the driver's seat and drive the car, please. What he does, you've got to have a point for what he does because he just gets down on the ground and starts using his hands as the accelerator and the brake <laughs> and while it, while someone else is steering from mm-hmm. the back. Okay, what's that donkey? You need me to carry you now, okay, buddy, get on. Yep. Yeah I got yeah, you donkey. Yeah. I think that's, go. I think that's. <laughs> so donkey. I really think that's best. Come on, buddy. I think it's best. So they managed to so wall its Wallace is reverse, reverse. leans over, hits a gas with a the hand. They managed to shake the monster off the front, but they run into a hedge like because they reversed into a hedge because nobody's in the driver's seat. So Clem now goes, you know what? I should get in the front. I should get in the front. Should you? Do you think you should get in the front? But you know what? Why don't you still stay down there and still run the brake and the accelerator What's for me? happening? <laughs> no one does that. Well, here's why we needed it. Because we needed a moment of him looking longingly up at up her, her under her skirt. Right. Kim, how were we going to get the up the skirt? fantasy moment if we didn't do it exactly this way
0: tongue sandwiches yeah
1: so uh he's then snapped out of his looking at her tongue sandwich and that actually works a vagina is kind of does turn into a tongue sandwich it's very true (laughs) all right well here we go okay we figured that out i know good for us let's all go home goodbye bye so he, uh, he slams on the brakes and the creature now flies off the, you know, because slammed the creature was on the car again, slams yep. on the brakes, flies, flies off, off. Yep. into a window and the glass, like, basically goes, like, dissects it. Like, it kills the creature. Okay. And Wallace is like, how many more do you think there are? Cut to the car speeding down the road, driving the way a car is supposed to be driven now. So Clem is driving. And operating the brake and accelerator all on her own. Wow. Look at her. I know. And Wallace is now seated in the Modern woman. Quite a modern woman doing it all. She then stops right as they get to the sign that's like leaving Slaughterhouse Academy or whatever. And she's like, I can't leave Smudge. And Wallace is like, oh, fuck. And she's like, I can't leave my brother kim question nine what do they do and what do you do didn't they kiss at one point or they just just said i love you i love you and held hands okay okay um they go back for him of course what do you do i tell them sorry about you I'm taking this donkey and getting the fuck out of here. Two ding a lings, my bitch. Fuck him, finally. I haven't had a double ding all. I I think your. However long this has been. I think your issue is that you've been using logic and that's been your downfall. Okay, fair. So this is really exciting to Wallace. He's like your brother. He's your brother, right. and of then he's course. like, "Of course, we can't leave without your brother. We've got to save your brother." He's right. so excited. Uh, cut to back to school. Uh, they uh, they ask they ask Wooten and Hargreave where Cleggy is. They don't know, so they decide to like suit up you know, with a bunch of cricket rugby and gear to protect themselves from the monster dog slugs. Mm -hmm. And also an old suit of armor because it's England, right? And uh, Wallace says, wait, where is your brother? And Clem says, he's at the party. It's the big orgy party with the anointing of the head boys. So it's literally like a giant Greco-Roman orgy of children. And they only speak Latin and they're all dressed in togas and they're dancing around bonfires of the gods and they're all fucking each other and whipping each other. It's a whole mass weird orgy of minors. Okay. And so they're dancing around and the, the, our kids are like looking at the party through binoculars and the boys are like being all pervy about wanting to see it and then they see that smudge is strung up like this on like the, the parthenon steps or whatever and is being whipped and then also jerked off oh. by the oh by the head boy wow and, and clemsy goes oh he's getting anointed by the head boy oh, and my. i was like what am I fucking watching? My, my belly, my belly. So many dicks and gas balls in my belly. So uh, it's so. Uh, Clem then says to Wallace, "You have to go extract my brother." And Wallace is like, "Okay, will come on." So now they cut back to the school. Peggy wakes up, and he's like, what the hell's happening? All the lights are out. I vaguely remember an earthquake. And where's the house of Sparta? And then he yells, Sparta! Because it's a joke, you see. I get it. I'm so, getting the joke. Yep. So now we cut to the creature, <laughs> cut to a creature, and he's watching the orgy party of minors. And sure. and we see that he there are two. a good sandwich. Yeah. So then we see two kids that are about to bone and they're like speaking Latin to each other, saying sexy Latin things to each other. And I see subtitles. Uh, Now we cut back to wall trying to like extract smudge, but he like kind of, but smudge like falls over. And so real quick two drunk girls come and string Wallace up and blindfold him. So now he's like, what, 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 what? No, I'm strung up dark okay blindfolded so uh the others are all watching and they're like we've got to help him this isn't going to plan so we cut to a creature like coming towards the kids the make out kids right it's like the green vision that we see then we cut to Clegg who like shoes the two girls away that had just strung Wallace up and Wallace is blindfolded, and Clegg says, I'm going to fuck your face. But oh he says it in Latin. And uh, so that's happening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. So now we now we just, I'm almost there, I promise. So then we cut to Hargreaves and Wooten, seeing Clegg. Okay, they're just watching this all happen through the spyglass in their rifle that they have on school grounds that's readily available to everybody. And we cut to Peggy, and he's like, what the hell is going on? No lights. Everyone is gone. And who put me to bed? Cut back. to There's a lot of just quick cuts just going back and forth. Cut to the makeout kids, and he's straight up fingering his girl. And he says in Latin to her, so wet and wide and then he (laughs) looks down and he's fingering the creature's mouth what but he's drunk and he's like oh terribly sorry and then the creature bites his hand off okay cut to blindfolded strung up wallace and clegg they hear the screaming and there's blood from the bitten hand just spewing all over everybody Clegg hears it and says, it's happening, and then runs off into the woods or something. And then the creature's just eating all the kids, like, just eating all of them. And we cut just tongue sandwiches abound. And then we cut back to Hargreave and Wooten trying to tell Peggy, who's now found them. He's like... There's an orgy happening, but the, the, the creatures are eating all the kids, and we are here to because blah, 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 blah. and Peggy's like slow down, slow down. But he like isn't looking at the kids, like he his back is to them. So he's like, what are you saying? What are you saying? And so the kids are just like ah, blah, blah, blah. and uh, and he's like, I've I. Kids are just powered down. <laughs> yeah, so finally he gets out them the head is dead the mr bat is dead and it's all terrible and so now we cut to the back to the orgy and all the kids are being massacred by several creatures just blood and bodies and greco togas and kids screaming wallace is strung up blindfolded just like unaware of what's happening just like ah, 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 i can't see and uh here comes clem to save him and she's like okay i've rescue dude now let's go get smudge and he's like right your brother he's still really excited Uh, so cut to peggy and he finally looks and he sees the massacre and at this point he grabs the gun from one of them and the creature is like running towards him running towards peggy okay Okay. question Mm -hmm. 10 what do you do what does peggy do shoot it shoot it we both shoot it we have a gun right you do I shoot it. Okay. And w- he I shoots think it too. He shoots it too. One and a, one and a half points. Okay, here we go. <laughs> one and a half points because he does in fact have a gun. That gun is pointing at the creature. He does not pull the trigger. What does he do? He just stands there and waits for the creature to impale itself on the barrel of the gun why does he do that (laughs) I don't know (laughs) I don't know (laughs) also why does it's one thing maybe he's in shock he doesn't shoot but why does the creature who's seemingly sentient just run into (laughs) something that (laughs) will impale it (laughs) why do either of them do it do they Uh, do it okay uh, because we've created this comedic moment Kim we had to create this comedic moment where the creature impales itself falls on top of Peggy, but it's kind of suspended off of him a little bit. But then mm-hmm. his tongue flops out into Peggy's mouth. Sure, So it's like, sandwich. ew, gross tongue, gross. San- tongue, tongue sandwich. Great. So the kids all come down and once it's impaled on him, all the kids start like stabbing forever, stabbing the creature forever, which I appreciate. Good. But then we get the other funny moment where it's just oozing and bleeding all over Peggy underneath of it. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It was all, Played for jokes. It was very funny. I- I'm still laughing. So they, <laughs> I don't even like mean to be this shady. Like I'm not even trying to be the shady. I just wanted some ice cream. <laughs> So they hear another growl and they decide to go hide at Smoker's Corner. Like, there's some choices that they make where I was like, can I make this a question? I was like, no, it's based in nothing. Why would Kim know any choice that they're ever (laughs) going to make? So they cut to them all in the building at Smoker's Corner, okay, which is like whatever. It's an ancient building. Peggy is losing it and looking at his phone, which has no service, so he can't call Audrey or the cops or anyone. You'd think that his – choice would be to call the cops but he's very upset he can't call Margot Robbie so they try to snap him out of it and Peggy is like okay I'm snapped out of it okay how many are there and they're like we don't know and then he does something very very funny and corrects them on their grammar and posture which is very funny because they're an emergency situation and who cares about grammar and posture well this guy does Mm -hmm. so they argue over what the collective noun for the creatures would be and they decide that it would be called a frack which is also very funny. I get it. So Smudge is now crying because he's like, they ate the whole a sixth. And then one of them is like, at least they died doing something they love. Which is fucking, I guess. Fair. Um, sure. Then they see a distress flare in the sky, right? And they go, we need to call the army. And one of them says, it probably is the army in distress, who called the army? Why do they assume it's the? It doesn't matter. So Kim, they now need to find firepower. They decide where do they go and where do you go? How's your donkey doing? Can he can he it's, carry you again? Or I um, no, he's weighing me down. Weighing <laughs> you down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, I hear you. He's. Uh, we're having a tough time. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. They, excuse me, need firepower? When you say that, what do you, what do you mean? You know, like... Like a gun? Yeah. Like, there's big creatures that they need to, you know, defend themselves against. Okay. Um, where, where are they? Smoker's Corner, but they're, like, on campus still. Okay. Um,
0: I guess... We are all
1: going to get the the guns and bombs that seem to be in the school. Like, <laughs> I mean, we have guns and bombs. Yeah. We're going to go to the gun and bomb store of this school of for schools. minors. That was two church bells. Uh, Yes, they go to the cadet camp. Right. Why are you still ringing? (laughs) Shush. More bells. More more bells. bells. (laughs) So they're like, they're like, let's go to the cadet camp range fire Mm -hmm. place. Mm -hmm. So they cut to the cadet range. Peggy dives painfully through the window. Which is very funny because then Smudge comes around and says, the back door was open. Mm-hmm. Right. It's funny mm-hmm. because he he just dove through the window without trying the back door. That's why it's funny. Yeah, I get it. You see? Uh-huh. So Peggy <laughs> takes charge and he's like, real, I'm the teacher now. I know how to save us all. Tells them all to get supplies and for Smudge to find some pants because he's still in a toga. So then all the lights start to come back on. <laughs> And they're like, yay! But when the lights come back on, they realize that someone turned on the generator in the cadet room. It was Cleggy. He's sitting in the corner holding the keys to... I can't remember what they needed keys for, but they needed those keys, and cleggy has got them. For the gun room? For the gun room. I bet it was for the gun room. Yep, needed the keys for the gun room. So he gets up, and... Peggy is like oh good you're alive and he's like come on we need your help and then he's like oh you're hurt and he's like just a scratch and Clegg looks like real deranged and he just like shoots his gun into the ceiling and in the distance we see that the creature like heard him shoot his gun and Peggy is like what the fuck Wait, so, I'm sorry the door behind you just closed and I got real <laughs> scared about it Oh, uh, but what did you say? I mean, honestly, it doesn't matter. <laughs> he shoots his gun, and then something happens. The oh, and then okay, terrified the cried by the door, moving the right. So, like, <laughs> we see that the when when the gun goes off, we see that a creature in the distance heard the gun go off. Okay, so like now the creature like knows where they are. And Clegg is like you're not giving forearms to these degenerates, are you? And he's like, they must answer for their crimes. And I wrote, what crimes? What is happening? What are you talking about? And then we realize it's the ties in the school laboratory that, he, that they were, he was mad that they were trying to bring down the reputation of the school. That's why Cleggie is mad.
0: Donkey, what's that donkey? Donkey,
1: no! It's what? It's okay, <laughs> Donkey. It's okay, Don- no, Donkey. I got you, <laughs> Donkey. Hold on tight, baby. He's hold on tight, so- my little Donkey. <laughs> he's really mad about the ties, and so, okay. He's like, he's like, Pe- or Peg is like, you've you've lost a lot of blood, Cleggy. Like you're losing it, and Will is like, what would be the point of destroying our school? And there, because there'll always be pricks like you. Good one. I'm just reading my page at this point. Like, I don't know what's happening, and I watched <laughs> it and wrote it down. <laughs> so, uh, Cleggy then aims his gun, and Peggy, that's confusing, Cleggy and Peggy. I hear it now. Uh, two, uh, two hours and 48 minutes into us recording, I, I hear that that's confusing now. So, Peggy tells him, he's like, put the gun down, Cleggy. Cleggy shoots Peggy in the leg. <laughs> I'm on mushrooms or something because I just can't. <laughs> I, just, I just... can't. <laughs> I just
0: can't. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. Peggy shoots clacky.
1: No, clacky shoots Peggy. <laughs> okay. Kim, I have to get through this. Please let me get through this. No, oh, God. I'm ready. <laughs> Let's go. So we cut to the creature running. It's running. We cut back to Cleggy, and he's like, It's the new order. And he tells Wallace and Will to go outside. Then we hear silly music, and we're like, Where's that silly music coming from? It's coming from Peggy's phone, because he has reception now, and Audrey is calling him. So Cleggy is distracted for a second by Peggy's phone. Kim! What do you do? What does Wallace do? Cleggy's distracted. I'm going to fucking attack Cleggy and take the gun from him. Okay. In hand. two bells. I'm new world order, bitch. <laughs> so Will tackles him. It's Audrey on the phone. And as he's trying to tell Audrey to call for help, like being like, we're in a, we're in a, a methane gas monster fracking emergency <laughs> at the school.
0: Help. Help me, please. Help me. My please. belly. <laughs>
1: and so Oh God. Meanwhile, Wallace and Cleggy are fighting for the gun. Okay. Okay. But Audrey can't hear him. The signal is really bad. Right. Okay. Of course. But yes. you've got to get a message out, Kim. So question number 13, what does Kay say to do and what do you do? It's just phones. I'm just asking you questions about phones now. Um, usually I think texting works best. <laughs> <laughs> when, when, when the signal's not that great because it'll keep trying to send it. Okay. Yeah. Who does it? Who, you? What does Kay do? Uh, Kim, Kim, just do it hand in hand. I'm just hand-in-sancers now. Hand hand in hand. We text. (laughs) Good job. Two bells. You did it. Nice work. I didn't help you you at all. Okay. So (laughs) Kay says send a text message. It'll keep it'll keep trying to send, even if the signal's bad. That's what I
0: said. That's exactly what I said.
1: That's exactly what you said. But then we get another funny joke. Are you ready for the funny joke? Please. He tries to type S-O-S, but it autocorrects to sausage. <laughs> 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 okay. It was very funny. <laughs> <sighs> so, <That's> so funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually a little funny. Sausage.
0: Alert, alert, <laughs> sausage.
1: <laughs> sausage in my belly. Sausage sandwich. <laughs> okay, so now we see that Cleggy and Wallace are still fighting. Cleggy is winning and he's strangling Wallace. And so Hargreaves g- gets the gun and is holding it to Cleggy and tells him, let him go. Cleggy doesn't. So Hargreaves shoots him in the neck. Damn! Damn! A child just shot another child in the Someone neck. Someone passed the house test now, bitch. Yeah. he passed. So Cleggy stumbles to the window where there are more guns. And he's about to shoot more. With his neck wound? And he's, like, gurgling. He's like, you chopping me the that. <laughs> and... <laughs> And so he stumbles over to more guns and he's right about to shoot, but it's also by a window and there's a creature and another creature and it starts eating him from either side. And Peggy, always the consummate teacher tries to go help him, but it rips Clegg's arms off and pulls him out the window. At that point, Peggy hears Audrey on the phone and gets distracted Uh. A- and and so a creature comes and eats his arm off and pulls him out the window. Goodbye. Goodbye. See ya. See ya uh, He Right before he falls out the window, he tells the children to save themselves. Go to the tunnels. Okay. And then he's pulled out the window. Go to the tunnels. Question number i I'm going to go to the tunnels. Hand in hand, we're going to the tunnels. <laughs> I just so I didn't even write that. I'm just giving you a bonus point. <laughs> Please take me to the tunnels. Because why the fuck not? Bonus point, One. Please take okay. me to the tunnels. <laughs> so, pulls them out the window. Kids are all huddled in the corner and they decide to run to the tunnels. The tunnels. So, they all vacate the cadet building. Then we hear on the phone, Audrey is still on the fucking phone. And despite all of the commotion she must have been hearing, she breaks up with Peggy on the phone. Wow. Oh. He doesn't hear it, luckily. He doesn't have his heart broken because he's dead. So now we cut to the kids running across the expansive yard. They get to the tunnels. And they crawl through a tiny, teeny little hole. And it smells like a terrible sewer. And uh, on the wall, conveniently, is the story of the school. And the earl and how it was built on the on top of the beast's lair. And that's what all the caves are underneath. The labyrinth underneath was constructed by the beast himself. So they then say, Wooten, you finally passed the house test. Because you mm-hmm. read the hieroglyphics mm-hmm. on the wall. Mm-hmm. And they're all arguing about what to do. And they hear a growling. And Clem suggests to split up. But Kay mm. says, that's a bad idea. Mm. We're not going to split up. So they hear a growl, and they all run the other way into an open cavern. Nowhere to go, when all of a sudden, there is Toadstool Mushroom eating Woody Chapman. Whoa. And Woody, very high still, still looking for his brother. <clears throat> and he's got, he's like, you... They're like, you've got to help us. You and your brother knew how to get out. And he's like, we weren't trying to get out. We were trying to blow up the whole damn school. Teddy and I got separated. But I found a path to immortality. And then they hear a growl. So one of them throws a glow stick into the corner to see what's there. They have glow sticks now. I'm so sorry. Mm -hmm. I forgot to tell you they have glow sticks. Sure. And it's a creature, and the creature, like, kind of backs away from the light a little bit. And so then Kay, who's the smarty pants, the Hermione, if you will, she realizes that, oh, they're subterranean, so they must hate light. Right. Woody is like, give me that flashlight. So he walks over to it, and he's shining it in his face, and the creature allows him to pet it because it's, like, kind of stunned by the flashlight. And Woody's like, look, it's nice. And the kids are all watching, and then it bites him. And the kids run over to try to pull him out of the creature's mouth. And they get him out, and Woody is like, that was close. But then we pan down, and we see that the entire bottom half of his body is gone. Oh, no. So he's dying. (laughs) Very sad. And he's like, Teddy, what are you doing here? Because he's hallucinating. Either by right. the loss of blood or the mushrooms or both. Right. Who can Hard tell? To say. And he's like, you've just got to follow them out. And then dies. And the creature grabs the other half of him. And the kids all run. And the creature is chasing them as well. So they come to a dead end. And they're like, where is this path he spoke of? Then Hargreave feels an air current. And he says, there's an air current. I feel it. (laughs) (laughs) And they find a really small hole in the wall. So they go through it. And they come to some other cavern with a bunch of creatures in there. (laughs) Okay. Oh, I'm sorry, they don't come to, they cut, the movie cuts to another cavern with a bunch of creatures in there. Okay. But we then learn that the where all those creatures are is actually on top of where the kids have gone, because then one of them drops through the ceiling, and the creature is now blocking their way, okay? okay. So Will tells Wallace, he's like, give me your tie, I'm going to save us all. So Wallace gives Will his tie, and Will runs towards it, and like, basically has the tie like this and like as the monster is about to like bite him he like uses the tie like almost as like a horse bridle so he's like holding the mouth away because it's like holding the corners of his mouth with the tie right okay um apparently this is showing me that the tie is pulled straight apart right uh, and and yeah and apparently this is a steel tie because the creature's teeth that can bite through a full human body or unable to penetrate this, this tie. cloth tie so cool. will uh so it distracts the creature enough that they can all run past but like will has sacrificed himself they then come to like a barred exit like basically they've come to like where the tunnels meet the land you know and there's like bars on the window and it's daytime now and uh Wallace tells Clem that he has to go back for Will. So Clem is like, don't you fucking die because we've really established their relationship. And he goes back, and Will is fighting with the creature, and he sees that Will's snuffbox has fallen out beside him. Kim, question 14, we're almost there, baby. We're almost there. What do you do, and what does he do? With the snuff I'm box. Going to use it like a bomb. And what does he do? Same. Or just throw it all over. Him. That's two points. Sure, use it like a bomb. Uh, he just blows it into the creature's mouth, but I'll give it to you because what is life? <laughs> it was kind of like a bomb. I think you did great. So cut to the kids all trying to pull the bars off the brick. They're trying to pull the iron off the brick, and they do it successfully.
0: Great.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So now Wallace and Will are running out as well, and it's daytime now. Wallace and Will make it out, and then Will stops and is like, give me the lighter. What? is the last thing that Wallace does and what do you do So they're running out he They're like out now like they're out of the tunnel but the creatures are all still in the underground cavernous tunnel and he t- he's like give me your lighter Um he goes and lights the tunnel's on fire same hand in hand
0: Boom
1: Two bells. You did it. <clears throat> You're out. You did it. Yay. We threw the lighter in, and it's a methane leak, and everything exploded, and, and, and it's wonderful. And Wallace is like, you know, Seymour gave that to me, and, I'm, and so Seymour saved us, and it's very exciting. Throws the lighter in. Methane catches on fire. All the kids are running as far as they can from the school. The fire is traveling through the underground tunnels, Everything, including the fracking tower, is blowing up. And I wrote, oh, what a pity that beautiful British architecture. <laughs> All the kids are watching it burn. And then <clears throat> Will says congratulations to Wallace and ties his tie around his wrist. Because now he's finally part of the school that just blew up. <laughs> And he says, you really left your mark. And then Wallace is like, my mom is going to kill me. I'm like, your mom has strange priorities. But (laughs) sure. Now we cut to Chippy the dog in the woods. He's alive. Chippy. And he's he's carrying a delicious human hand in his mouth. Chippy got a hand sandwich. He's got a hand sandwich and he runs past a body. And then he turns around and goes back to the body and starts licking all the blood off the body's face. And that body comes alive. It's Pig. He's alive with no arms. <laughs> okay. The end. That's it. Yay! <laughs> you did it. Oh I my God. It. I did, you it. did it. I did it. Okay. be a so- little donkey. So I have to ask you a question. Like, okay, I found myself so frustrated because I was like, I don't know how to watch or take notes on movies anymore. Like, this was so hard. Like, it was really hard. Yeah. Is it because the movie didn't make sense, really? Like, was I, like, kind of subconsciously, like, not able to follow the story? Is that why it was so hard for me to do? Or am I just, like, quarantine brain getting bad at this now? I mean, I'm sure you wanted the movie to stop right and you couldn't right you had to keep watching it and take notes which makes the movie twice as long maybe that's what it was so it's not necessarily that I'm like better or worse at it it's that like the time was very apparent to me yeah. Okay. I just wanted a pint of ice cream, Kim. I just wanted Harry I'm Potter so horror. Sorry. I'm so sorry. I really, I, when I saw this, I was like, this is going to be exactly what Katrin loves. I know. It's just, and then I just think 37% on Rotten Tomatoes. Trying to do something that they failed at miserably. I should have listened. I should have gotten the non-dairy ice cream. You know, I learned that the hard way long ago with the open house. (laughs) You did. um, You did. Here we are. Here we are. Well, guys, thank you for riding your donkeys along with us. (laughs) Are you going to count my points? Oh, my God. I completely forgot that that's what we do. Like, I'm dead. Okay, let me count your points. Hi Sammy. So, we heard a rumor that you're not signed up for our awesome Patreon yet. What? Where are you getting your bone con then? It's cool, it's fine. You can still subscribe. Just hit the link in the show notes or search for us on Patreon. We're right there. We've got all kinds of bone con. That's bonus content. We've got mini post postmortems, and Q&As, all live streamed. Polls, prizes, merch, and just a general smorgasbord of KK Sam. So join us or else. Kim, you did fucking great. Those dead or yeah. alive's really I, helped you. Never in my life has that happened. Never in your fucking life. So dead or alive's, you got eight out of nine. Out of the questions, you got twenty out of thirty, which is sure. great for a total of twenty-eight out of thirty-nine. Points. I'll take you know what? That's fucking great. I I agree. I agree. Love it. I, agree. I think real you did proud awesome. Of myself. I'm I literally. Take- can't believe that i forgot that like we play a game and i have to total your points like i was seriously <laughs> like and i'm out goodbye i could i could sense it in your voice you had your goodbye yeah voice on, i, I did like, i had wait, my wait, wait. i had my goodbye um, goodbye voice really great that job was a thing yeah and we did it yeah yeah we did we survived we stayed I alive take my champ amps and my my sandwich and i'm gonna ride my donkey on out of here yeah let's get the fuck out of here uh i'm gonna go Go. have diarrhea all over my bathroom i'm gonna go stick some dicks in my belly (laughs) wow so guys you know what hope you guys are doing great (laughs) hope you're doing great this has been i hope this helped you (laughs) You're great yeah <laughs> i i really we w- all we want to do is help you guys if not i'm so sorry <laughs> i'm so sorry oh god uh <laughs> um thank you if you made it this far thank you so much uh, we, lo- we, love, we you. love you desperately Please, um follow us on social media at kksam podcast you're gonna find old ketrin over on the twitter Yep. And you're gonna find me, Kimmy B on the Instagram. There profile. you go. And you're gonna find both of us on Facebook, kinda. And then you're also <laughs> gonna find both 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 of us, both of us, over on Patreon. And yeah, we do live videos there. So many live videos. Live stuff. And yeah, um, we've got new merch. China holds out, tits up! Hey, oh my god!
0: god!
1: Oh my and god! Cheers, cheers to making through this bitch. Cheers to making it through. Gina holds out, tits up. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ! We love you guys so much. Love you so much. I can't wait to hang out with you again next week. You're yeah, my favorite humans. Thank you for giving me a reason to exist. To exist. This, uh, this has been Kim and Cat. Stay alive. Maybe. So until. What is time? (laughs) Stay alive! Goodbye. Come along, little donkey. Played by Matthew Sheen. Michael Sheen. Martin Sheen? Michael. Michael Sheen. Jesus Christ. Michael Michael Sheen. Sheen. Yes. Got it. Fuck my life. Rewinding.